Howdy. Hey, I don't, you know, it's really weird. I don't know why um, iTunes or music or whatever doesn't stop playing when I answer a call. That seems like it should do that. That seems like common sense for Mr. iTunes Apple to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid shit like that all the time. Why? Speaking of stupid shit. So for my, for my voice update this week, Adam Lambert decided to go full Mr. T and has Mohawk now. And there are two singers on stage uh, one of which looks like a mix between Macklemore and Roger Klotz, which now that I say out loud mm-hmm. is kind of redundant. Um, yeah. And then the other girl, there was some attempt made with the the hair she was trying to do, but it she just ended up with three different hairstyles all on the same head. So go voice, go go voice, do your do your voice thing. I. <laughs> I don't care about any of those shows, and I can't bring myself to. But I'm happy it makes other people happy. That's yeah. my thing. I'm yeah. happy it makes other people happy. You know what's making me happy right now is this delicious cup of coffee. Yes. Sponsored by coffee. We don't know the brand. <laughs> you know, actually, um, after Shy Nerd Fest, we may have to discuss that. Because I feel like our podcast needs an official beverage, whether it be coffee or tea, I know that um, what what is that website or that brand that lets you design your own tea? Adagio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really like that yeah. stuff, right? Uh, yeah. I've switched over to a local place. Mm-hmm. Um, that's local for me. Uh, <laughs> but Adagio is a Chicago-based company. Last time I checked, they are. Yeah. So, um, yeah. a friend of mine actually introduced me to the location. Um in Oakbrook Mall, or not Oakbrook Mall, but Lincoln, no? Anyway, a local mall. Uh, <laughs> a location. It's, it's a, it's a location. for things. Yes, you know, those malls that still exist. There are very few of them, so it's either one or the other you're thinking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the other one. So, anyway, yeah, their store is really cool because they just got the pots of, of tea just chilling on a ledge, just in this glass container, like every single flavor. It's already brewed and everything. And I guess if you want like a taste, you can get a taste of it or something. But um, yeah, yeah. Tivana used to do that. Oh, okay. Uh, for some teas, but not not all of them. So, yeah. um, sounds like there are more a a better version of Tivana. I like them. I like yeah. what they do. Yeah, yeah, we can do it. We, we can, I mean, you can make those fandom blends. Mm. Like, no no problem. We could have a Lex tea, a Matt tea, a Lex and Matt tea. Like, you can make a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> That's it. That's our full line right there. Your tea, my tea, yeah. and then a combination of no, the two. No, because then we can go, here's here's D tea, here's Bimo tea. Like, you know, you can expand. <laughs> but yeah, no, they uh, do have those. That's It's cool. And we could also make, like, inside jokes teas mm-hmm. like you know whatever like here's some yeah. tea that you should drink while enjoying the movie splash starring eugene levy Ta- and tom hanks tangent tea <laughs> <laughs> capital t for tangents yep. <laughs> i like it it's just an earl gray that's all mm-hmm. yeah that's what mine would be that's the problem i'm just <laughs> like I just can it just be an earl gray earl gray lavender I'm sure there's a tea out there called Fifty Shades of Earl Grey, but 
that feels oh, like the dad jokes yeah. bubbling up inside of me, and I need to suppress that. I have to. I have you, to reject that feeling. <sighs> so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna solicit our listeners for help right off the bat here, uh, for advice actually, because I ended up finding one of those cool stream deck, um, glowy button hubs for a real good price. <laughs> it's just one of those like six button hubs, and now. I have it set up to do two things. I have it set up to launch uh, the uh, okay. Oh, I should just, I should describe what it is first. So I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay, so, so cool. Elgato, um, who make the uh, the streaming devices for people that like you know stream their video gameplay or whatever. Um, okay, they're like top of the line. They've been the top of the line for years. So they branched out and they, and they started making other products. Um, they make their own green screen backgrounds for people that like to do it that way. But they also made this thing called the stream deck. And basically what it is, it's just like a hub of um, electronic buttons that you can program with uh, certain images on them. And when you press them, they go through certain actions when they're hooked up to your PC or your laptop or whatever. So for instance, um, if you're a game streamer, and you have a catchphrase like "Wowie Zowie" or something like that, and you push the button, and all of a sudden, like this image pops up on the screen, and it says "Wowie Zowie," and your, you know, your watchers—I don't know how streaming works, obviously, but I imagine that's the way it goes. And it does other things too. So right now, I have—they have this cool one that's like 16 buttons, and you could program to do whatever, um, you whatever your heart desires, and. Now I have mine, which is a six-button version, set up to um, launch my environment for podcasting. So when I push the Lex and Matt button, it brings up Skype, it brings up Audacity, it brings up MP3, Skype oh, recorder. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so it's like one button, one that's and cool. done, you know. Um, and I have another button set up to just tweet out uh, a picture you, of the podcast. Were you hearing my cat cry? Yeah, you know you're laughing at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He just took a shit, and oh. so he decided to let me know. So, I mean, thanks, bud. That's you. Well, I mean, it's better than the alternative, just like sneaking away and taking a dump. My dog, gosh, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so the second button, I can't go back to what I was talking about now. Um, the Sorry. second button uh, tweets out, uh, "Hey, we're about to record the podcast," and it tweets out a picture of our our logo. So. That's oh, kind of cool. That's cool. But what I'm wondering is because like I have four blank space buttons now, and I want people to tell me like, "Hey, what is it that you do with your stream deck, or what what would you do oh, if yeah. you had a stream deck with these blank spaces?" I don't do that much apparently because I'm like, "Okay, podcast tweet," and that's yeah. it. That's all I got. Yeah, my <laughs> my my third one in that scenario would be. Uh, open up writing. Like, oh, yeah. so mm -hmm. here's the music. Here's the writing app. Here's, uh, you know, end of list. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that'd be a cool idea, though, because, like, for people that get distracted by the internet, you just push the mm -hmm. button and it turns yeah, off the Wi Fi, opens up your, your, yeah. uh, writing, uh, app or program, whatever it may be, and mm -hmm. turns on some, some music. That's a good idea. That's a real good idea. I weirdly don't get distracted by my laptop internet. It's my phone mm -hmm. internet. And I've had to, I've started doing every week with, and I'm kind of doing it more and more with little things, is putting my phone in airplane mode. Oh, yeah. So, like, mm -hmm. when Game of Thrones, like, when it's 8.50 at night, my phone goes into airplane mode. And it's, like, it's off until 
it's on because I because I'm deeply concerned about someone texting me and their stream being slightly faster than my stream or something like that. Like that's so stupid, but like, yeah. that's the world we live in. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like a news thing popping up and being like, you know, this is what happened on game of Thrones tonight. Cause I've gotten those and I'm like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Right. Like, like what does game of Thrones do now that X died? It's like, what? Yeah, the, no yeah. time magazine. I, Why would yeah. you do that? Yeah. Yeah. No chill. Stop trying to stay hip with the kids. No cares, man. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. How do you do? Um, kids. So speaking of how do you do, what do we do first? What do, what do you want to do? Because we got a list. We have. We've got so many things to go through. So many things. Yeah. You know, we asked people to to send us emails and suggestions, and boy. Y'all came through this week. Oh, we have week. one more here that I didn't even see. That yeah. your wife. <laughs> wow. That sounded yeah. like weird. Like, I don't know why I said it that way. Your wife. <laughs> your wife. <laughs> How dare you? You know, it sounds like, you know, when the creepy guy in the movie is coming on to the woman and, you know, she comes back with, oh, yeah, well, I bet your wife would like to hear that too, huh, buddy? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Probably. It's the lotion on the skin. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you take it in a different weird place. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it's same diff. Who mm-hmm. cares? Mm-hmm. It's all it's all bad. <laughs> okay, so before we get into the sorting hat stuff. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to start reading uh, this. Okay, so Gordon uh, D. said, I don't understand why people hate Star Trek Insurrection. Okay, well, I okay, know so a little Matt, bit about this. I don't this. know what this is. So Star Trek Insurrection <laughs> was the ninth movie in the Star Trek um, franchise. Um, it starred the crew of The Next Generation, and it uh, was released concurrent uh, with Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which started a ways after Next Generation did. So it started like during Next Generation's run, but it was still on the air at the same time. So... I think one reason why people really didn't get into Insurrection, um, they kind of had to placate a lot of different masters, you know, when they were making the movie or whatever. So, of course, okay. on the TV show, on Next Generation, you're used to these well-thought-out storylines and these problems that are usually wrapped up in about an hour or so. Um, so if you're expecting an episode of the show, it feels bloated. If you're expecting this big, grandiose event or something like that, you're going to be disappointed there, too, because Ooh. Deep Space Nine yeah. was in the middle of this this story arc called the Dominion War, like nonstop action. Crazy stuff was going on, betrayals and love and all kind of stuff. And they just said, fuck all that. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to go ahead and tell the story <laughs> about finding a, a planet with the Fountain of Youth or something like that. So I think it was just kind of like lackluster in that regard. People were expecting it to tie directly into the show. Um, Marvel-esque almost, you know, in that way. And, you know, it, it also sucked because like, all right, you're, you're, you're borrowing Worf. And I actually kind of had to refresh my memory about what was going on with him at the time. On Deep Space Nine, he'd gotten married to one of the other main characters and she died. She like just straight up died. And wow. while Spoiler this, alert. yeah, I know. <laughs> like the, the, the actual character, Jezia Dax, she's, um, 
kind of like a, a, a her, she comes from a race of like parasitic creatures. So they're able to inhabit the bodies of the different hosts. But unlike Venom, like the, the hosts are willing to entertain these, uh, you know, the symbiotic relationship or whatever. Um, so while that host died, she didn't consider herself married to Worf in the next body. If I'm remembering it correctly, I'm probably getting this all wrong. Anyway, the reason I bring that up is because in the movie... You know what? It all makes sense to me, Matt. It all checks out. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I Look, understand every I'm not, word of it. I'm not word, worried about you. What, what, yeah. I'm worried about the keyboard warriors that are going to be like, oh, no, absolutely not. You know, Star Trek, this and that. And, you know, it didn't happen that way. It happened this way. But let me tell you, like, the reason why that bugged me about Worf is because... He lost his wife and nobody was like, hey, man, sorry about that. Or, you know, dude, we want to take you on like a boy's trip. Just take your mind off of things or something. Just like, no, <laughs> we need you over here for, for Starfleet reasons. Come on this mission. Um, show must go on. Maybe they yeah. don't care because she was a parasite. I get, Huh? What? You said she was a parasite? Or yeah, something like yeah, that? yeah. I can't think of the Maybe, the maybe that's why they don't care. I guess. I don't know. Maybe she's like the second wife. Are they? <laughs> Where they're just like, we don't give a shit about them. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, you've been remarried. She was your secretary. <laughs> we don't care. Oh, okay. She was, the, the race is called the Trill, which, the you trill. know, in today's modern age, Trill means something completely different. But back then. Wait, what does it mean? Wait, I don't know. Trill? Oh, man. Do I want to know? Do I want to know? I think it. Mm. No, I gotta I go to, to I gotta, I gotta, I gotta I go to Urban know. Dictionary. But see, the thing is, right? I don't think I want to know. If you don't want Urban Dictionary, I don't want to know. <laughs> That's just me. I'm not hipping with the kids. I just know trill is a word that I can't say because I don't know what it means. Um, You're describing my entire life. <laughs> like, what is this? You're not Shakespeare. You're stop coming up with stupid words. According to slang by dictionary.com, <laughs> trill is a combination of true and real. Oh, okay. That's not that's not what I thought it was. I thought it was going to be something really bad. Related words are baller, hustle, quaver, realist, and warble. Related words are baller, hustle. Like, <laughs> like. I appreciate that you said those words in the whitest voice you could summon. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, I lost all kind of like street cred for that. But I was going to say, no, 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 Deep no. Space Nine. You just were like, you know what? <laughs> I don't care about your stereotypes, world. That's right. I'm done with you. It's all about those JBL stereos. Um, <laughs> so Deep Space Nine had not only Trill taken away from it, but Cardassians. Because you can't say Cardassian anymore and think of the alien race. You think about those girls who took Kanye. There were Kanye. Kardashians before that. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, see, they're the Kardashians, and then the Kardashians are on Deep Space Nine. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's just too close. It's just too close. You can't think of one without the other. So, yeah, unfortunately. So, anyway, that's why I think Insurrection didn't do too well. But it did give us a great line, or it gave us a great moment anyway, where, unfortunately, this is another reason actually con contributes to it not really being that well received. Riker shaved his beard off. Oh, yeah, that's a bad move. You don't do that. So, Riker shaved his beard off, and Data noticed... And he made a comment about it, and Riker goes, smooth as an android's bottom. Ooh. <laughs> Which is really weird, right? Just to say out loud. But, but, it pays I, off. That should automatically put you on a sex offender list. Right? 
<laughs> well, without the beard, he does look kind of creepy. Oddly enough, yeah. he's one of the guys that looks creepier without a beard. So that actually comes back later because Data comes up to him, feels his face, just shakes his head, nah, and walks away. Nah. <laughs> Like, you ain't got nothing on this Android booty, let me tell you. Mm-mm. No. Okay. So. So. I don't. So so it sounds like it just was. The reason that it's. I don't understand why it's hated, but it's just not up to par. It so that's wasn't. Kind of the answer yeah. To that. it, it, didn't, it didn't live up to the expectations and the desires of the fan base, you know? It, it seemed like well, a. Well, what could? Yeah. I mean, it, and what's funny is, too, is before internet you know, hatred was a big thing, or at least as widely available. There was a lot of snark online at that time, but it wasn't like, you know, as as permeated in the zeitgeist as it is now. So, Mm, or mainstream, I should say, zeitgeist is a completely different thing. I misused that word. Pardon me. Um, Yeah, it wasn't as permeated in in the mainstream. And, of course, movies like Star Trek weren't as profitable uh, as something like that would be now. Uh, because that's nerd just a crazy thought, like yeah, something oh. not like that, not being a franchise popular, like uh, profitable, all that. Like, I understand that that's that was the case, but yeah. like now it's just everything is franchise and you know billions of dollars and insane. Yeah, well, I mean, I respect Paramount for taking so many chances on Star Trek because there were a lot of times that they could have just walked yeah. away and said, "Yeah, people just don't like Star Trek anymore." But they just kept on resurrecting it, kept on bringing back new series. I mean, when Enterprise bombed as hard as it did, I thought the writing was on the wall. I thought that was the last we were going to see of Star Trek for a while. That was the one with Quantum Leap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Bakula yeah. as the captain. Yeah. And gotcha. I'm like, okay, that's that's got to be it. If you can't, if you can somehow take the charm out of Scott Bakula, you you done fucked <laughs> up. Because the yeah. man is just a treasure. He's a national treasure. Um, sure. something tells me he's Canadian. So whatever nation he belongs to, he's a national treasure of that nation. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So next up. All right. So this is a long response and I'm normally like, guys, I'm not reading your long responses, but <laughs> in this case, Mike wrote us in about twin peaks oh. and I'm going to read most of this and I'll give commentary as it goes. Cause you don't know. Yeah. It's my <laughs> turn to be versus lost. The Star Trek. Yeah. Here we go. Um, so, so I'm going to read, you know, as much of this or whatever, um, because this is the counter argument that we weren't really having, mm. like the in defense of oh. that we just didn't have because you hadn't seen it and I had my opinions. Right. So, okay, Mike Randolph, I'm going to get into it now. This is what he said. Okay. I have too many thoughts on Twin Peaks in general, so I'll do my best to keep it short. Wally Brennan... <laughs> Slash Brando, sorry, it just cracks me up, was my revelation in the Twin Peaks revival. Before we got into the Woodsman, the Gold Laura Ball, the Atomic Bomb, the fucking Jim Belushi, Uh, (laughs) Wally made me give up on the concept that Twin Peaks was supposed to be what it was supposed to be and embrace the insanity of what was unfolding. mm -hmm. Okay, so that's fair. So that's fair that it was... It was that first thing that made you go, oh, okay, this is going to be <laughs> – I, I can see it because I think it was in the – it said the fourth episode. I think it was like the fourth episode that he showed up in. Man. Okay. 
<clears throat> in the original run of the show, Andy and Lucy, which were his parents, just mm-hmm. as a background, uh, were quirky and funny in a way that was separate from the rest of the town. With our beloved Dale Cooper not being his normal self in the majority of the revival, I wondered how David Lynch planned on ke- to keep the show light, if that was ever part of the plan at all. Enter Wally, dressed like he's the wild one. Uh, and the first things out of his mouth is, I came to re- pay respects to my godfather, which is obviously a brand new reference right off the bat. He spends the next four minutes trying to speak poetically about traveling the country and responds to the sheriff's well wishes by gesturing vaguely to the police station. As insane as it is uh, to even have this character in the first place, we wouldn't accept this behavior from any- from anyone that wasn't related to our resident goofballs Andy and Lucy Brennan. Mm. Wally is their son and also mine. Okay. So that's fair. Like, I I get what you're saying that, like, it was... So I like the argument of, okay, this is the thing that made me reset in my brain what this is going to be. It made me throw out my expectations <clears throat> and explore, like, this new weirdness. I have so many things, like... The the thing that you said, Mike, where you said, you know, Dale Cooper wasn't going to be his normal self for the majority of the revival. This is my counter argument to that. I totally get where you're coming from. And I totally get that, like, you, what you're saying is Wally is a good, like, relief from what is happening and everything like that. I don't think that was the right choice. Dale Cooper <laughs> should have been Dale Cooper for oh. the majority of it. He should have been pulled out... Uh, he shouldn't have been in the lodge that long. It didn't make sense. I don't, I don't care about Dougie. I don't care. It's just, it's so, like, it's so, it, it's, there's so much going on with it. It's so crazy. I know that, Matt, you're like, oh, God. I uh, almost but- want to just watch this season. I want to watch the revival and not watch the original just to see what it's like from the other side, you know? You know what I could send you is a YouTube video trying to explain it all. That I watched when I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I feel like if you watch that, you'll be like, oh, ugh, oh, okay. And see, Maybe it's you funny. Need to just watch clips. Okay. But you know, it's, it's okay. funny too. Like the character Dale Cooper, um, he, he breaks away from the show. He's one of those characters. Like I'm familiar with him because, um, I just, I see memes about him. I would see memes about him from time to time. I didn't like register where he was from. But finally, um, because every time we would record a podcast when I had Archie over and everything way back, he would always say, damn fine coffee. Mm, And, oh, I never understood that reference before I watched it. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I, uh, I, I, that's my reference point, the damn fine coffee thing. I listen to, um, chill hop music a lot at work when I'm just trying to, just kind of vibe and just tune out and everything and just concentrate on what I'm doing. And one of the songs that uh, appears on my playlist sometimes is from this artist. I don't know how to pronounce it. MTBRD. I'm going to say Mount Bird. Um, it's just called Damn Fine Coffee. And it just starts oh, out. Okay. Just wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. And it's just like it just mm. starts into the song. And it's so smooth. Yeah. And I just love it. You know, I think you'd like the original um, and I think you'd probably feel similar to me with the revival, but I don't know. I, I also don't, everyone has a, everyone has a weird capacity that they can handle. And when it's met, they're just like, no, I'm done. Like I, 
I'm I'm filled. The cup runneth over now. I can't mm. do it anymore. Mm. And that's what. So the original to me was like right on that cusp of like it's perfect in that weirdness. The revival went over, and I I couldn't I couldn't reel it in. I couldn't bring it back for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I this defense is is fine. Like yeah. I understand the love of it. Um, I really appreciate you writing into the show and explaining yeah. to us why you loved it, because there is that thing there. And I was amazed at the YouTube comments when I went to look up the scene again. I think I sent it to you. Yeah. Um, and the comments were like, everyone agreed with you, Mike. Everyone was like, this is amazing. And, and I was just like, huh? But OK. <laughs> yeah. Shout Here's out to. Shout out to Gordon Dymowski for for writing us. I forgot to to give him a shout out earlier with his email. Shout out to Mike Randolph. Thank mm -hmm. you for writing. And you can check out Gordon. Um, I, I know from uh, Chicago Nerd Social Club. He uh, is formerly of the board, and he is currently a a pulp fiction writer. He does amazing work with uh, cowboy stories, which uh, I I picked up one of his um, one of the books that he was part of. It was like an anthology. And, cool. uh, yeah, just cause I was, I was playing Red Dead and I was just really in that vibe and really in that mode. And I just really dug his story. So check him out. Mike Randolph, of course, member of the paperback whale. So check them out as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, our buddies who are turtle soup associated, Preston and Eric. So that's awesome. It's uh, all family. Yeah. It's all family. It's all yeah. love. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now let's get into some sorting hat stuff. So thanks okay. to you guys for writing in. Okay, so uh, I'm going to let's just start with these, and then we'll work our way in. Yeah. Oh well, actually, before we Wait, even no. do that, yeah. we have one more email from a listener. Um, oh, okay. Jeremy this Samora. Is this is this oh, is yes. in the notes, but it's not a sorting hat thing. So Jeremy writes, oh, "Hello. Yes. Uh, in accordance with your request, I would like to submit." Oh, well, he does have a sorting hat request. Uh, okay, wait a minute. Okay. That's a different email. Wait, read the, read Forget the last that. No, Forget I understand that. what you're saying. It's okay. the second part first. Well, he goes, hello, Matt and Lex. Kara J got me hooked on your show, and I love it. Thank you, Kara. You're, you're quite awesome. Thank I, you. He says, I love anime and wouldn't mind it being discussed more on the show in general. And if not that, then anything in the Pendleton Chronicles. It's what I call all shows that have ties to Adventure Time because the creator's name. I, I already like this dude. Um, that includes Over the Garden Wall, great. Steven Universe, one of my favorites. Gravity Falls, stellar. Star versus the Forces of Evil, haven't checked that out. And Rick and Morty, oh well, I love Rick and Morty. Uh, sorry for the long message and thank you. Thank you, Jeremy, for thank writing you. in. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't too long. That was no, okay. not at all, not at all. So, um, a lot of the cartoons that you mentioned, Jeremy, are some of my favorites. Uh, we, uh, D and I named BMO after BMO on Adventure Time, of course. Uh, for a long time, he even had a leash that had like BMO's face on there as well. But you know, years go by, dog leashes wear out and they stop making them. So, wah, wah. Oh. uh, <laughs> but it's, it's time to buy five. That's, you know what? I tried. I went back to the site. I'm like, you know, this one wore out. I need to buy two now, just in case. Mm -hmm. I do that with keychains sometimes too. I'm weird that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I but it. I love all the cartoons that you mentioned. I'm really sad that Steven Universe is on hiatus right now. Um, I have cried more times than I'd like to admit over Steven Universe. I think probably, uh, 
the first the, the thing that hit me the hardest because it's about um loss and moving on in a lot of different ways um when i first started to watch steven universe it was only on cartoon network and cartoon network has a bad habit of not letting you listen to the end credits right so when i went online and watched episodes that i had missed early on in the show um I finally got to hear like the end credits song. And as I'm going through episodes, I realized that like they're fragments of a different song, like fragments of a memory. And I swear to God, <laughs> like, you know, I, I've, I've always had a soft spot in my heart since losing my mom, like just over shows about mother and son relationships and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And when I finally pieced together all the different bits of the song. Like some, somebody on YouTube put together the whole ending credits and made it into one like competent song. And it was all about how she misses Steven. Uh, you know, oh. uh, yeah. And it was just like, it was during cast the day that I was, I was just trying to like decompress and it was one in the morning and that was my fault. <laughs> Definitely for just <laughs> exposing myself to that at one in the morning. But I swear to God, waterworks. It just hit me so hard. But Oh, but sometimes it's like good cry. Yeah, yeah, but it was like I gotta go to bed. <laughs> 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 yeah. I have to function tomorrow. Oh, why? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I love shows like that that can just really hit you in the heart. Um Jeremy, I, I, I love all the shows that you picked. Um, I know that Cartoon Network gets a bad rap over a lot of different shows that they have out there right now. Some really? of them deservedly so. Well, yeah, because, um, they, uh, a, a lot of, a lot of, uh, cartoon fans accuse shows on Cartoon Network for being very lowbrow and for having a very similar art style called, uh, they call it the Cal oh, Arts. I know what you're about. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, a lot of times they'll just show like, look at these characters. They all look the same. And then usually to those people, I'll show the amazing world of Gumball, where the characters from one character to another, there's a different art style completely. You have. I actually know what you're talking about. Shockingly. Oh, my. Okay, so (laughs) I have not seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen like pictures and commercials that's the thing i'm thinking of that's the funny part too it might not even be well let me let me for for you and for those that may not be aware so like amazing world of gumball um it's it's a a very french canadian cartoon um it's very self-referential and very self-aware it's got characters who are traditionally animated computer animated stop motion animated claymation animated um, just on down the line. I mean, there's even a character whose whole like gimmick is he's a, he's a glitchy 3d character that wasn't fully rendered. And he's, he blames gumball for that for some reason. So he's always hunting him down. Um, there's even like, uh, a character that looks like a carving from a, a Japanese woodblock. It's, it's just so cool. All the different art styles that are there. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good show. That's pr- that's pretty funny, especially later seasons. But one to me that's got a lot of heart is We Bear Bears, and uh, <laughs> that show is really cute. It really is. You know, there's something there for everybody too. And the creator, um, I believe he's he's Korean American, and there's a lot of um, Korean culture that is just baked into that show that you can learn about, like. Uh, their best friend, their best human friend is named Chloe, and she's like this super smart college girl, uh, but she's younger than all the other kids because she graduated early. And 
her family is just like speaking straight up Korean. And so the bears, they try to learn Korean when they go visit her parents so they can like speak to them. And the only one that can do it fluently and sound cool is Ice Bear. The other ones just trip over their tongues. So <laughs> it's just kind of cool to see them making that effort, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Funny enough, her mom is voiced by the same voice actress that voice, voices Bimo on Adventure Time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love cartoons, as you know, and I just love all the little connected stuff like that, like the uh, the Pendleton Chronicles, as you mentioned. Um, oh, one more thing. You forgot uh, Bravest Warriors, Jeremy. That's in there, too. That's part of the Pendleton Chronicles. <laughs> all right. So let's get to the sorting hat. I've bored you enough with the no, cartoons. No, no, no. It's okay. I just, I don't, I have, like, it's, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. So I'm like, I'm like, cool, 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 okay. cool, cool, cool. Okay. So Jeremy asked us to sort a character, which I, I will let you take because I don't know. Um, but he did come up with a name for yes. listeners. Mm. So he said, um, on a side note, I think Adventurers is a good name for us listeners. So it's it's pretty simple but good. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is definitely an option. I'm going to leave it open in case anyone else thinks they can best this. But I'm like, oh, I like that. It's not really, like, stupid, you know, like, it's just a clean, like, yeah, you're on this adventure with us, <laughs> Adventurers. Greetings, so, Adventurers. Thanks for listening, yeah. Adventurers. Yeah, it works. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> adventurers. Adventurers. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that's how we get sued. No, yeah. don't no, do it. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do uh, anything like that. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, and then it says, okay, so Jeremy says, I request to submit Peppermint Butler as a character for you to sort into a Hogwarts house. All right. I don't know who that is. You take All it. right. Pe- but Peppermint Butler. He is uh, Princess Bubblegum's uh, right hand candy. Right handy? Right candy man? I don't know. Um, right, he's, right hand job. He's, <laughs> he's, he's her trusted assistant and advisor. Uh, he's well, a loyal for that kind of job. Exactly. He's a trusted and loyal butler to Princess Bubblegum on Adventure Time. And uh, he's usually like super nice and super chill and very helpful and everything like that. But he's got this weird, like, dark storyline where if there's something supernatural going on, he'll know about it. And then as we go on in the show, we see him reading books like, you know, dark, the dark arts or something like that. And messing around with like pentagrams and shit. It's Adventure Time started out super dark, okay? And then it got kind of like fluffy in the middle, but then it ended strong and got super dark again. (laughs) I don't know why that is, but I haven't seen any of Adventure Time. I've seen like three episodes. No, not three. One. I've seen one episode (laughs) of Steven, Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. Because so many people around me love it that I wanted yeah. to love it, but I it's just, it's I, hard I to like. I didn't like Steven Universe at all um, when I first watched it, and I know that's going to make a lot of people angry, but uh, I didn't like it at first because it's like I started in the middle of the show. But once I went back oh, and yeah. like watched it again, and you know, just started reading up on all the different connections and stuff, it's like okay, I dig this. It's kind of kind of cool how everything comes together, and a lot of stuff did like play out 
um, storyline wise. So nothing is done by accident. Like there's one big reveal about the, his mom uh, near the end of the show that we find out that Rebecca Sugar, the creator, has been hinting at since like the very beginning. Even when oh. she did interviews, she would have like a certain lapel pin on her jacket and it was like a clue and nobody knew it was right there in plain sight but i digress back to adventure time adventure time's fun rebecca sugar actually spun herself off from adventure time she was like the one of the head writers there and um she wrote a lot of the songs for adventure time uh before going off and starting steven universe which is a character primarily based on her brother um during her time there, she actually established a lot of different character traits. Uh, I, I'm sure including Peppermint Butler. But yeah, he's an exorcist. He is dark. He has a dark side. Um, he's not shady though. Like I want to put him in Slytherin, but he's, you know, well meaning. And if we put all the magicians, that practiced dark arts or had knowledge of the dark arts in Slytherin, then we'd be out of magicians. So a magician makes me makes me think maybe Ravenclaw, but I I don't know I don't know anything else about this character other yeah. than yeah. I mean he's yeah I I would put him in Ravenclaw. I wouldn't okay. put him like full on Slytherin. I put him in Ravenclaw definitely. Yeah, and some and some are are going to be that like they're on the verge of one or the other. So okay, Ravenclaw. Yeah. Okay. Kara wrote in uh, another stellar episode. Thank you. Thanks, Kara. Uh, said, sort Black Widow. Probably Ooh. easy, but I love Natalia Romanov. Okay. I'll let you take a little little stab at this one here. A little stabby <laughs> a stab. stab. Get it? <laughs> um, assassin. Uh, so I, I see, I do think that this one is a little bit easier. See, this is okay. So we had another, um, another person write in, was it John that wrote in asking about the Avengers in general? John Craig wanted us to sort the Avengers. Yes. The Avengers. So they're going to have characteristics of Gryffindor. They're all going to have Gryffindor characteristics. Because they're heroes, and heroes are going to be brave and 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 value courage and everything like that. Yeah, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily a Gryffindor, though. Right. Um, because I have different thoughts. I was thinking about the Avengers one earlier, and I was like, okay, I definitely have different thoughts of where I place everyone. <laughs> I would say that Black Widow, and I'm assuming this is the MCU, the cinematic Black Widow. Yeah, because the comic one. That adds it's, that it's that different. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. of yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. So there. I would put her in Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Okay, I can see that. Um, I I I kind of went the other way around. Like I I just basically um, took her out of Hufflepuff. Like there's no way she's a Hufflepuff. Uh, she's, she's not Ravenclaw. Yeah, she's not, like the weird intellectual. Um, but she is part of the intelligence agency of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. But that though. doesn't – no, 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 because – okay, a, a Ravenclaw – okay, so another Avenger who is a Ravenclaw is Hulk, Bruce Banner. He's, really? He's, yes, because okay. he's weird. He's super into facts and science hmm. and everything like that. He's a Ravenclaw to me. Okay. Hmm. Um, so I don't think she – I think that she has some of that, but I feel like – Particularly after Endgame, and I can't help but like you know get that yeah. 
I think that what she valued more than anything was like enduring and I mean I could see the loyalty part of Hufflepuff and everything like that but like I think that she's that natural leader and I do think that Gryffindors are good leaders um I, I would I would put Bruce Banner in Ravenclaw definitely Hulk okay if we're counting them as two okay. separate entities I would He's put Hulk I would put Hulk in Gryffindor because he just runs in headfirst to shit. Right, right. Yeah. I don't think you can put. I don't know if Hulk can separately be sorted because it's two <laughs> sides of the same coin, and Hulk is the creation of Banner too. Yeah, so like, yeah. He's everything Banner wishes he could be. Yeah, and everybody wishes they could be a Gryffindor because they're the stars. But I don't want to be you, jock losers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so then, okay, so that covers those two. Hawkeye, I don't even know what the fuck Hawkeye. Hawkeye, I guess Hufflepuff? Yeah. Particularly because his family, like, he's so family-oriented. He's way more loyal to his families than he is the Avengers and heroism and all that. He's not, so he's not a Gryffindor. Like, he's not chasing that heroic nature. He's a badger. Um, I mean, if we're if we're yeah. even doing it down to the to the animal aspect, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's badger. Got a badger face, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he does. <laughs> oh my god, that that I can just see the image side by side: a picture of a badger and a picture of Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Yeah, uncanny. Yeah, it's uncanny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then it's Tony. Yeah, let's do Tony. Tony. Okay. So, you know, this actually goes back to the conversation that we previously had about the Hogwarts houses. So Slytherin are inherently evil. They're no, not just no. he bad. He is a Slytherin, man. But he's a Slytherin. <laughs> he <laughs> is. It's, and it's not, he doesn't have to be evil. Like that. Right, no, 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 no. He's got that swagger, you know? Well, okay. In the, at the end of Harry Potter... I mean, Harry even, I mean, I guess, spoiler alert for Harry Potter. I mean, guys, come on. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but like, you know, he says, he, he talks about Snape being like one of the, be- like the best people he's ever known. And he was a Slytherin. So there's nothing evil, inherently evil or wrong with being a Slytherin. Like, that's right. what he says to his right. son. It's like, you know, there's nothing wrong about being sorted into this house. It does not make you evil. It does not make you wrong or anything like that. No. Because one of the greatest men that I I've known in my life was in this house. There you go. So yeah, I think Tony is incredibly ambitious. I think that he has that other side of the the like the double edged sword of arrogance mm-hmm. that comes with you know being that big of a person. Yeah, he's got a, uh, he's got a large larger than life personality. He needs right. that. It's like right. his shield, basically. You know. Right. That's something that I've never, I've never been on his team and side of things because <laughs> I think that it clouds him. Um, but I don't. I mean, I've understood to a degree some of the things that he's done, but like I do think that that is a difficult thing for me to deal with as a yeah. as a viewer. Side note: um, Like yeah. I, I almost got um, 
kicked out of the radio station on, at WGN when I was there last week. Um, because I was talking about, we were talking about civil war briefly. And I was like, yeah, um, I think they basically made Captain America the villain of his own movie. <laughs> Cause Tony didn't do anything wrong in my eyes. No, Tony was, are you kidding me? Are I you mean, kidding me? He's registering people. How do you he's, not? He's trying to register people. End of story. He's not trying to register people. He was trying to get them to the table to have a conversation about the Sokovia Accords, and they didn't even want to sit down and talk about it. Okay. They had a fight. Minor beginning of Endgame spoiler. He's literally telling Cap uh-huh. that all of Infinity War happened yeah. because Cap didn't register register people <laughs> and by the fucking way tony uh maybe all of infinity war happened because you're sitting there in the beginning of infinity war with the phone you can't get past your fucking arrogance to call cap because remember tony doesn't even call cap he has to work up the courage to maybe call cap he realizes and then, that and he didn't know right. how close the threat was at the time that it was knocking at the door an right. Infinity War. He was like, all right, I'm going to give him a finger. call. Well, just wait a minute. But I'm saying, though, all that bullshit happened. And then they found out what they found out at the end about his mom and dad and everything. And then they beat his ass. It's what I don't understand, man. It's like, that's a whole different conversation. I'm sorry. I think that they had that because I don't think Tony would have been a sympathetic character at all if they didn't have that. Hmm. I... I I think that first of all, Cap, from a historical perspective, he saw World War II. Tony wasn't yeah. even alive. He saw, like you know, Cap. Even though the movie wasn't showing that, you know, it was like he was walking into these camps. He was dealing with this stuff. Like he saw what happens, and he says it in the first Avengers movie when one guy rises above the rest and says, "Nah, I'm not cool with these people." Like, sure. he saw the danger of that. Well, then he should have sat down and talked to Tony one-on-one. See, if anything, if anything, I'll give this caveat. There's never going they to be a talked to hero each versus other. hero movie that makes sense. Well, no, okay, so... it's a stupid so, concept. Yeah, I mean, breaking the fourth wall, they had to fight because they're action figures, and that's what they do. Right. However, <laughs> if we're digging deeply into this <laughs> as adults, as we do, then it's like... Cap and Tony should have just sat down and hashed it out in a room by themselves without fucking Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross there, uh, without punk-ass Bucky even being involved, because Bucky is like Steve's fucking trigger. Like, he just cannot, oh, oh, Bucky's in danger. I have to betray everyone I've (laughs) come to love and trust over these past few years. Fuck off with Bucky. Anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. Okay. Sure. Yeah, sorting. Right. Sorry. Here we go. Yeah, man, it must be difficult to be loyal <laughs> to the friend who defended you when you were no one. Like, the greater good. The greater good. Okay. I just love. Well, look, look. This is this is the thing too. People love to bash on Cap. That's the popular thing, right? Like, like to bash on Cap right you now. Think That's so? what I've noticed. I've I've noticed it, and I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, th- I've had this discussion so many times where people like bashing Cap and his movie, like his, not not all of his movie, like the first movie mostly, because obviously yeah. the other ones were very well received. But and I'm just like, I it's it's the same with Superman. 
I've heard it for years about yeah. it. it. People do yeah. not like the the that you know golden boy mm-hmm. kind of thing, and I don't get it. I don't get why there why everyone opposes that inherent like goodness. Like yeah. what? Why? I have to. I, I, I have to give this to like little little note too. Like I, it's kind of a different thing with Superman and Captain America. Captain America. Chris Evans did a fantastic job as the character, or rather, is doing a fantastic job as the character. Go see Endgame. It's a wonderful film. Um, Fuck them. They don't sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like, all right, he did a great job bringing that character to life. I love the evolution of Evans into Captain America. He made him a three-dimensional character because for years... I did put Captain America and Superman in that same bucket because every single Captain America story that I saw, uh, you know, every, everything that I read, every cartoon, every video game, he was always just like, you know, the Arlie Ermy, Arlie Ermy, is it? Yeah. A uh, version of like, okay, this is America. This is a soldier, you know, up and at them. We're going to go fight for what we believe in and all that bullshit. And it's like, there's no depth there. You know, I like Hawkeye right. if because if it was that, I would yeah. understand. This, yeah. So this even though argument. I'm criticizing and I'm just kind of like you know harping on all that stuff, I do like the fact that there's depth in this Captain yeah. America. Yeah. That there are different layers that you do have to consider everything that he's seen and everything that he's gone through, of well, the responsibility put on his shoulders, even when he wasn't ready to take that so lead. Captain, in the first Captain movie. Iron Man yeah. in like Civil War and in just in these movies in general are Batman and Superman. Yeah. Just done right. Oh, like, absolutely. The story is done right. I've yeah. never been on Batman's side. Oh, like, really? No, never. Huh. I've I'm I'm I've always aligned with Superman. Okay. Um, and even and the only times that I've agreed with Batman were when <laughs> Superman was like, "Yeah, you know what? You know what, Bruce? Uh, here, take this kryptonite." Because I might get out of control, and in yeah. that case, you need it. That was his decision. Like in the comics, sure. that's his decision. Yeah. So, so like even then, I'm like, yeah, you know what? You made the right call, bud. Like, but but you know, when I saw Batman versus Superman, and he's like, we need to take him down. Like, why? Yeah. Like you're, I just didn't. You know, I understand that you're seeing this destruction, but once again, you're not having a conversation. Like, I totally get the. It was actually way more frustrating in Batman versus Superman when they were not talking to each other. Like, what the mm. fuck? Like. Well, you that, guys are just going in gun slinging. Yeah, that that they when they had a little bro down on the rooftop and everything with the do you believe and all that. That kind of like was like, all right, that's weird. But I think that the whole there wasn't reason even like a reason like there wasn't even like a, like when you're talking about Civil War, when you're talking about what was in the comics, the mutant registration. And oh, that. In the movie, yeah, it was superhero registration or, or yeah, superhuman in the, or whatever. In the book, it was too. like in the. In the movie, it was the Sokovia Accords because they fucking destroyed a whole country, Sammy. you know. Oh. Oh. Sammy. Sammy's acting up, y'all. Give it. Give it. What's got into that cat? Was it Friskies? <laughs> he grabbed, he grabbed um, this, this part of the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> and he yanked it down, so I just hear a pop. Oh no! I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> He's a little psycho. Anyway, I'm sorry, okay. guys. No, no, it's fine. It's a, oh, yeah, I, I mean, apologize to me is, anyway. But yes, this is the situation we're in because I have a psycho cat, and it's okay. <laughs> Just, he's he is so clingy to me. 
this is the problem, man. He's mm. so clingy to me that, like, if I'm doing something that's not giving him the attention he needs, he gets pissed. I see. <laughs> and so he acts out. So, so ideally. So in the comics, I remember, wasn't it mutant registration? Oh, and, like, no. They were a it, was, of it was the overarching registration of, of super... Uh, anyone super. any anyone that has powers basically right. and it was in it was in reaction to the fact that uh the new warriors uh specifically speedball like blew up a small chunk of um oh my goodness it was some like uh Connecticut yeah some I some city that. in Connecticut yeah. yeah and they were like oh shit okay um obviously this can't happen again we're going to register superhumans but in the comics the Civil War made more sense. And that is something that we discussed at, yes. at WGN. Like it made more sense because people had secret identities in the comic books and they were going to be revealed to the world. And these enemies, these these villains were just chomping at the bit, like, oh shit, son, we're gonna it find out who Spider Man is. It also <laughs> makes sense in the context of having mutants and having Magneto and him going mm, him being that other guy going, Yeah, no, no, no. I was around when we were registering people. That's what um, makes Magneto great. That's what, but you know, like, okay, so it works in that context because it's obvious. Like, this is somebody who was in internment camps and experienced all that stuff, and that timeline doesn't work out at all anymore. Cap but witnessed all of that. Like, that's, I mean, that's the argument that I'm making. But he wasn't like, okay, I I agree with you. Let me just preface it with that. I agree. Yes, he did witness that. To me, I knew it we rings, were gonna have this fucking argument. It rings more true from Magneto because. I don't even I okay. Okay. So what you're saying is is that you have to experience it, not just witness it. No. To be an advocate against like what is that this doesn't make any sense, man. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that okay, so Magneto, being as provocative as he is about mutant and human separation. You know where that stems from because of what he's right. seen, because of the life because that he's, he's seen lived. What humans do. Yeah. Yes. With Cap and Iron Man, ideally, they want everybody to live together in harmony. Magneto's always coming from that other place of, I want things to be, you know, definitely in control of the mutants because we are the higher evolution of mankind and all that stuff. So that's where he's coming from. So I get why he would take that role in, in the Mutant Registration Act, you know. I'm saying two individuals that share similar ideas as to what the outcome should be. One of which having seen it firsthand and experienced it, yes. And the other one who is a billionaire. I had nothing you know, uh, else for him. They should be able to sit in the room and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't want, I mean... I felt like Tony did not did not factor in that that aspect yeah. of the historical just like you know the, the like you talk about his parents not his his parents that stuff happening with them was not factored in to like mm -hmm. how Tony's feeling Cap wasn't thinking about that Right right So like I mean he beat him with the shield that his dad made for him yeah. And that kind of fucking sucked. And, all right, I get, okay, so real history, yes, that is important. However, in the Marvel Universe, they basically went through a war themselves several times over. With the whole Sokovia thing, you know, they yeah. all experienced that. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, at the end of the day, I'm never gonna be like, yeah, you know what? Let's register them. Let's no, no, because like that's the thing. <laughs> but that's the that's the that's the like to me that's the line. Like that's what yeah. Cap was like. Nope, hard line. Like that, I can't do this. Right. And nope, done. Like it, it's an end. It's not a discussion. And Tony was like, we do this, or my dream will come true. At that time, like that's what he was saying. He's like, I had a bad dream, guys. <laughs> I had a bad dream that we all died. And you know what? Then look at Sokovia. We almost all, like, the world almost ended because of the thing I made. That's not good. Like, maybe we should <laughs> register people. Wait, what? <laughs> huh? How do you well, get I to mean, that point? What on top fuck? of that, on top of that, Alfrey Woodard, Black Mariah, came to him in a hallway and told him about what happened to her son. And, of course, they had met previously – in the film Heart and Souls, when Tony Stark was haunted oh, by four Christ. ghosts. No, 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 no. <laughs> Moving on, moving on. Okay, so yeah, okay. that, oh, we didn't, Cap, um, Captain yeah, America. We should, we I should think sort... he has Hufflepuff tendencies. He actually okay. is a Gryffindor, though, I think. I would absolutely say Gryffindor yeah, for Captain yeah. America. Dude jumped on a, a landmine. Yeah. I would A grenade, yeah, totally. I'd be like, I would be pushing people out of the way. Like, fucking Tommy Lee them. Jones, right? To help them, like that—that that would be the Hufflepuff move. Mm. Speaking of a Hufflepuff move, okay, <laughs> real quick, guys. <laughs> yes. Earlier today, um, and by earlier I mean like an hour ago, um, <laughs> I, I went out to dinner and I got a cup for water. Like you know how they have like a separate water cup and then they have like the soda cup. So I get the water cup. And I go and the water, they have two of the little water thingies. Like, you know how you press in on the soda and like it gives you separate for water. Word. And one of them was not working. So I went to the other one and it gave like, like seltzer water type mm -hmm. of thing. So yeah. it's like, yeah, and I don't, I don't play that. You don't get down with the seltzer. No, 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 no. It was ah. like, to me, it's like, it's like sour water betrayal. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I I was like no 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 so I I was like I don't know what to do because they don't have regular water yeah and I, I I stood there for a second and I was like I have no choice but to steal the soda right now in the tiny <laughs> water cup uh -huh. and I was like genuinely like I, I, like my my dad was with me and I was like I just have to like I can't deal with this water I can't deal I, I don't want to do that but I just have to and he's like Jesus Christ <laughs> like it was and I was like no but this is like this is I didn't pay for this like, like this is not right this is, this is breaking oh, down this is Guys, breaking, like because like, I, I don't like when people do that Lex no, just admitted to a crime on on yeah, air, guys. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe it. Come oh my god! Taco place. Fuck you. Civil I don't War. Care. Taco Place versus war. Lex. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not that I like. It's not that. It, it's I don't like when people get water cups. Yeah. And then fill them with soda. No, I, I do. Because that's what cause... people do. And and it was more about <laughs> I don't want someone to think that I'm one of those people. <laughs> so it was. It was not like a purely selfless thing. It was also like an incredibly selfish thing of like mm. I don't want to be seen as one of those heathens. What? <laughs> anyway, because they're gonna so, they're gonna take our, they're gonna take that trust away if people 
Yeah. <laughs> people so, like uh yeah yeah they, they were anyway, that was my that was my moment i'm like goddamn hufflepuff all right Fucking hufflepuff. Uh, yeah. yeah that reminds me of that scene from atlanta with uh donald glover when he's getting a soda in the water cut and some kid yeah. catches him you're that kid you're the yeah. one that looks at <laughs> yeah yeah i no 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 i wouldn't call someone out on it like kind of thing i wouldn't i wouldn't do that yeah uh if it was my friend probably <laughs> uh but like a random no 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 no, no never and I don't care on that level. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll judge the shit out of you, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because I don't. Because I also think that that goes into like mean. Like I can't be mean. Like you know, when it crosses over into that, like truly being mean to someone, like especially a random person, I'm like, no, yeah. I can't do that. Um. So Cap is Gryffindor. Cap is sure. Gryffindor. I'm going to say Spider Man. Spider Man. If we're talking Tom Holland, Spider-Man. This is, see, this is, there are so many iterations of Spider-Man. Yeah, and he, he, does, ask, Tom he does ask for the, for the Spider-Verse Spideys, too. So for, for Tom Holland... I don't know if I can do that, because that I don't know as much about... Well, does he mean Spider-Verse the movie, or like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Just, oh, just the okay. ones that we saw depicted in the movie. We'll stick okay. with that. Um, okay, so Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland... I think Gryffindor. I would say Gryffindor too, but that's mostly because we don't know enough about what he do when the chips are down, except for save the day. You he know, he went into space without did. without a mask, without like, a mask, <laughs> and wondered no, why he, didn't he couldn't know that breathe. Tony had that suit for him exactly, and then he fell, and that was, that could have been the end of Spider Man unless yeah. he did one of those cool um, web parachutes that he does sometimes on the cartoons and the comics, which is like completely. Impractical, but it works. Despite for some being very close to Iron Man, I think that, um, I think that had they had time to interact, he would have gotten along with Rogers a lot more. Hmm. Um, just because they're oh, from yeah. the same area, like they're not the same areas, but they're just like I, I they had those moments in Civil yeah. War stuff where I was just <laughs> like, oh man, like well, I, I feel like see- I feel like Tony would have been the dad and. Yeah. Cap would have been the cool uncle. Yeah. You know, um, kind of like Miles with his dad and his cool uncle. See, now, Miles, I think he's a Hufflepuff. Mm. Why so? I There's just something about – there's a little bit of a reluctant hero mm-hmm. about him in the context of that movie. Yeah. If we if we added the comics, it, it would probably sway, sway a little differently. But he's also incredibly intelligent. and like, That's true. I would almost put him in a, in a Ravenclaw, you know? I mean, it's hard to sort. Uh, yeah, of course they're all. He- that's why. Yeah, like of course they're all heroes. But I, right. Yeah, I would. Man, he's somewhere in between those two. That is a tough <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave that be. Split um, decision. Yeah, split <laughs> one decision. One of us votes Ravenclaw. One of us votes Hufflepuff. I like Gwen Stacy, but I feel like I didn't get enough of her besides to yeah, say anything I but Ravenclaw. Honestly, I can't call any of them except for Miles. I think. Fucking Spider Ham is definitely a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Spider Ham. That little goofy son of a bitch. He is a Hufflepuff. You gotta hear. Spider Man Noir is just a Dementor. Like <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage is a Dementor. Yeah. Basically, um, I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> you gotta hear John Mulaney 
his outtakes of Spider Ham when he's just swearing. It's very funny. Oh God, I need to find that on YouTube. It's, Send that it's to me. so Someone. fucking good because they told him to ad lib for his uh, audition, and he's just so vulgar. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, I man, love it. You've been hanging out with Pete Davidson for too long. Well, Nick Kroll too, really. That gross. Oh yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who else we got? We did Hulk and Banner. That now that actually one last thing with I, I think that we're done with all of those. I think we got everyone unless I'm forgetting someone. But Spider. But oh, Thor. We didn't do Thor. Thor. We didn't do I'm Thor. I'm sorry. I forgot about Thor. Oh, he's a fucking Gryffindor. He is Gryffindor. Yeah. He is. It's so simple. Yeah, that's just it. That's the that's the longest short. He is a Gryffindor. Yeah. Uh, the backup would be Hufflepuff for him. Because he's hungry. Um, yeah. He likes his mead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, too. I, you know, it kind of changes. He he almost evolves houses in the series. Um, he starts as 100% Gryffindor, but I don't know if he's on a Hufflepuff at the end. Right. Of all of these I feel books. like um, Shuri is the very definition of a Ravenclaw. Oh, absolutely. She would be my argument as to why Tony is Slytherin and not Ravenclaw, because mm-hmm. I I thought that Ravenclaw would come up for Tony. Yeah. We ended up agreeing on that one. Yeah, she is 100%. Yeah. Like, there's some of these that just, like, are the the very definition of these houses. Like, Loki is a Slytherin. There's no argument there. Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Groot's, Groot's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah. So is Rocket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. A lot of the Guardians are actually shockingly Hufflepuff. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> that's kind of their whole vibe. Because they're not ambitious, but they're no. like super loyal to each other. Like, that's right. the big thing at the end of the day. And even that is, like, dubious sometimes. Yeah. Um. Man, I, I have thoughts about Endgame that I don't want to say nope. on air. We can't do it. That's oh, right. So it's time to okay. move on then. Yeah. So, no, we still have to cover D's. Okay. D okay. said Jake the Dog. Jake the Dog from Adventure Time. Jake the Dog. He's... Mm. Jake the Dog has a secret life, man. He's a... Mm. <laughs> he's kind of cunning. Like, he's he, he was like a... Um, he was a second story man back in the day. First of all, he's not really a dog. The reason why they call him Jake the dog is because he looks like a dog. He's not a dog. He's actually some weird shape-shifting creature that leached onto his mom when he was giving when she was giving birth to his brother, who's not really even his brother. Uh, and he just took on the same form. Yeah, I told you it got dark. So Jake's a Slytherin, man. <laughs> Okay. He's pretty cunning, and he's uh, he's he's a deadbeat dad too, which is kind of disappointing. Shit. Yeah, yeah, Slither. Uh, D asked for Karen and Georgia for my favorite murder. What would that's, they be? That's uh, all Georgia, you. <laughs> Georgia's a Ravenclaw, hundred percent. Okay. Weird, okay. super into details. That's what Georgia is. Uh, Karen is. Uh, I feel like Karen is a secret Hufflepuff. <laughs> and I say that because she would never want you to think of her as a Hufflepuff. She would be like, I'm a fucking Slytherin. Mm. I'm badass. But you know what? She's got that heart to her. Yeah. I, I don't know. All right. So we're done with that. 
We're done with that. So many of those. All right. Thank everybody. Thank thank you everybody for writing in. We appreciate all that. That was fun. It was a little nerve wracking with all those Avengers and Spider Mans. But it was Spider Mans? Spider Mans. Spider Mans. Alright. That's how you say it without the hyphen. Spider Man. Spider Man. Tell me about your new shoes. What shoes you get? Speaking of Avengers. I got those new Adidas Marvel joints that came out this week. Now I never do this. I'm not like you know, a, a sneakerhead or anything like that. I never really get like the newest, greatest, best. I don't participate in drops or releases or copying or anything like that as the sneakerheads do. I just saw these shoes and I liked them. I, um, <laughs> I, I really like the Black Panther ones that you got. That I got those. I got the Black Panther ones, which are really fucking cool. Like the one that they have on the site, it really doesn't give you, um, like the, the full effect of what it is. So, these are branded shoes. So these are pre-existing Adidas um, variety shoes that are associated with certain basketball players. And uh, who they are, I couldn't tell you right now. But the left shoe that they feature on the site actually has like the initial of the player and his signature and everything like that. And it says forever on the back of it. The right shoe says Wakanda on the back of it. And it's got the Black Panther logo and like a little metal medallion on the tongue. And it is purple and black. And so it it's, is sexy as fuck. I love these shoes. So it's it's a player and Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so I got those, and I also had to go ahead and get those Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Adidas, because those are slick. They have some great lines to them. It's got the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo, that same metallic uh, emblem, but this time it's like on the back of both of the shoes. So it's kind of like sneaky. If you're not really paying too close attention, it just looks like a regular pair of Adidas. A great pair of shoes. Uh, and they are super comfortable. But yeah, it's got the little S.H.I.E.L.D. logo on there too for people in the know. I like it. Yeah, they looked really cool. You, yeah. you sent them to me, and I was kind of looking over like all of them, and I was like, I don't, I don't think I'd want any of these. First of all, <laughs> I will say yeah. this. I see Black Panther stuff, shirts, gear, all that, and I mm-hmm. go, this isn't mine, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, And, and that, not that I don't love it, not that I don't actually would want to or feel like it's really cool, mm-hmm. but I'm like, it's okay that I don't have all of the things okay like i'm like the, i i don't i don't know it just kind of feels like it's almost feels like appropriation i get that and i'm I'm glad you brought that up because that's a common um misconception with a lot of folks you know when i'm not well, saying anyone is doing that like i'm not saying this specific person did this to me and made me feel that way i'm like yeah oh, yeah no, yeah no, no i get that it's just i see this conversation happening online a lot where People are like, oh, you know, Black Panther is not for you. You know, you shouldn't dress up like that and everything. It's like you can totally dress up in a Black Panther costume if you want to. You can absolutely wear the Black Panther gear, the hoodie and everything like that. Um, Famously, not famously, but famously to me, last year I had a little bit of a back and forth with Reed Pop because they released some Black Panther um, gear. And on their website, in the hoodie, they had a white dude as a model. And this is like before the movie yep. came out and everybody was all hyped about it and it was super exciting and all that stuff. And it was a white dude. I'm like, yeah, I, I messaged them. I'm like, hey, you know, that's probably not the best look if you're trying to market this Black Panther hoodie to put like the like whitest dudes you have in the modeling department 
<laughs> on the site. And I offered a solution. I said, hey, if you send me one, I will gladly model the hoodie and, you know, take new pictures for you if you want. So they bit. And it was kind of cool because they featured me on the site. I think you still find it on there if you look. Yeah. And they put me in the newsletter, too. It was a lot of fun. So um, a buddy of mine, uh, Andre, is a uh, photographer. And he was gracious enough to uh, take me around the city. He and my aunt, uh, Oliva, who's a, a, um, a director, uh, among many other things. They took me around the city and we took all these cool shots of me in the Black Panther hoodie. Um, and we sent them off to Read Pop. And that's that was a cool reaction. Like they didn't have to do it that way, but they did. And it was it was really I think nice it was the to right do that. Yeah, I, I do too. But of course, you know, I'm so close to it. I can't really like make that final judgment. Like, yes, absolutely. They did the right thing. But, you know, just the way they responded, I, I appreciate that as a consumer. Um, mm-hmm. and as a black man, I appreciate the way they were just like, you know what? You have a point right there. Let's, let's try to do something different together. Great. Right. But for the people that feel like they can't wear it because like, you know, it is Black Panther. It is this character and everything like that. I personally, I want everybody to enjoy it. I think it's an so, enjoyable character, so it's an enjoyable movie. I feel the same movie. way about like Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman or whatever. Where yeah, I'm I'm more than happy to see men wearing and boys wear like that makes me happy to see them wearing that gear. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't feel an ownership to it, but I can't speak to Black Panther because that's not my experience. That's not my. You know, I haven't been deprived of that, um, that I feel particular you. thing. Yeah. I've been deprived of a different thing, you know? But it's like, the way I feel about it, I think my, my favorite way to sum it up is this. It's like, these are these are some toys that I really enjoy. I want you to play with them, too. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I have a whole shelf. Work, though. They just want to share it for themselves. <laughs> they don't want to share it with anyone. Yeah, but it's like, that's that's the thing. The, the whole idea and the whole reason that Black Panther was celebrated as much as it was by the black community is because it's like... We want to see it at the table. We want to we want to have equal yeah. footing along with you. The moments in Civil War where they're fighting the Black Panther and he's like in the mix of things and he's got equal footing with these characters. The part in the the Infinity War trailer where he says, "Get this man a shield." It's like, yes, we're proud because this has agency now because you built uh, T'Challa up to be this important character in this universe. Yeah, like that's what it's all about. If you're a fan of Black Panther, by all means, wear the shirt, wear the shoes. Get the tattoos, whatever you want to do. Come to Wakanda Con. It's all good. Everybody is welcome. It's just the blackface part. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, you just gave me permission to do blackface. I, I don't know what you're talking about. You are not Roger Sterling. You do not have to go through Roger that Sterling arc. does not have permission to do blackface oh, either. Absolutely not. Yeah. That, he oh thought he God. did. The casual use of blackface. I was like, oh, my God. what?" And it was was, the true shoe polish blackface. Yeah, Yeah. with the red lipstick. It was as jarring as as it was intended to be. Yeah. So, yeah, Um, mission accomplished. So so I I get that. Um, I also, I mean, it's another thing, too. I was looking at my classes for next semester because um, I had to register for my classes at the college I'm at now, even though I'm hoping to transfer because you just have to make sure you get your classes. So I was looking at it and I was looking at history classes because it's my favorite subject. And one of them was like African-American history and humanities. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that would be really interesting to take. And I definitely felt like I probably shouldn't be taking that class. Like, mm. because I, not because like, you know, oh, I poor me, I'm not allowed. Like, because like, what if I make people like feel like they can't really talk about like they like what if I create a space where they can't like they feel like they can't talk about whatever they need to. Well, this is historical studies, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I humanities mean, and stuff. Then, I mean, these are instances that took place that you're trying to get more understanding of. And I feel like, you know, so there's there's oftentimes where there are well-meaning people who don't understand um, yeah. black history and what has happened in the past. And they, they want to get better understanding. And their first right. instinct is to talk to an individual from yeah. that culture to say, Hey, can you give me some more insight on this? And sometimes that's, that's, that's a move you can make if you have a friend and you have that type of friendship with them. That's so much Other to times, put on someone though. Like, that's exactly. Just, Other ugh. times it's like, you're putting the weight of this entire moment on somebody from that culture. And it's like, uh, and I okay. understand that just from a, <laughs> like women explaining feminism to men thing. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of like, you should be doing this research yourself. But at the same time, like they're asking you because they're, they're trying to understand (laughs) and that could make an ally. I, 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 Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's different instances. It's not, it's not a perfect, there's no one solution to that. It's, it's about reading the situation and it's about having the, the empathy uh, to, to read the party that you're interacting with. And yeah. that's an important, that's an important skill to have. Yeah. And I, but and I didn't end up getting to, the class, but I was yeah. like, if I did decide, like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be like listening a lot. Yeah. And but I mean, it, it's, it's like, okay. So just to rewind to what you said earlier, it's like, you know, you, you tell people to find out on their own. That's how you find out on your own. You take a class, you know what I mean? Like yeah, no, that's true. there's, there's no better way to get that type of, um, you know, lesson than in a structured setting like that, where you which have... is why I think we should have difficult discussions and stuff on yeah. college campuses. I kind of, I don't know if I agree with our culture being like we can't talk about this stuff. Like I'm like I don't know if that's the right right move, but I think you know. I think yeah, I do think conversations in the proper setting are important to have, and I mean just proof positive you and i have discussions like this all the time behind the scenes we talk about all kinds of things because i know there are certain subjects that i can trust you with that i can come to you about and you Mm -hmm. can either tell me yeah no i don't want to talk about that right now or okay yeah let me give you some insight on this and why this is going on we usually don't have problems with it because we understand where the other person's coming from exactly but that's because that's built on the friendship yeah whereas if you're interacting with a stranger on the internet and you feel like they owe you a conversation they owe you an explanation Mm -hmm. or some insight into their personal struggle or the overarching struggle of a culture or people then it's like all right you're 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 asking for a lot (laughs) you have to recognize I do notice that we don't have those discussions as much as we used to because we already know what the other person like unless one of us is venting or whatever 
Yeah. Like, yeah. we already know the other person's like, no, no, fuck that shit. You're right. Like, you're, <laughs> like, or, yeah, no, 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 I don't agree with that. Like, I used to, I remember both of us would do this. We would send, but like, I did a lot. I would send you things and be like, I'd be, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this. Like, right, right, right. And now I'm like, no, I know what Matt thinks about well, that. Well, it's because you're, you've learned a lot. We like, we've learned yeah. a lot from one yeah. another. Um, and that's the thing. Like, the friendship that we have, a lot of people don't have access to, someone in their circle of trust that they can turn to about, you know, questions like that. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, a lot of people don't go outside of their race. I mean, that's a big yeah. thing. Um, yeah, they, I, I mean, I know plenty of people who are friends with the opposite gender, um, mm. you know, cause that's just, you can't get away. Like that's just everywhere. Like you're going to have friends that are male and friends that are female. The level of closeness, you might be closer to a person of the same sex or opposite sex, depending on, how your personality is, but that's just societal norms too. Right. I mean, right, right. That's just baked like, in over generations. But also like racial stuff is baked in too. Unfortunately, that's like, very true. That's very true. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I am, I'm positive that there are people that I've heard, you know, saying that they don't want their kids to marry outside of their race or you know, <laughs> oh, saying that kind yeah. of shit. And I've I'm heard like, that too. I don't at think work. you've met I don't think you've met a person of color like right. or, or you've you've like passed them on the in the grocery store. And like, that's yeah. it. Like right. you have not interacted with a person of color. And so like what are I mean, it's like, you know, making jokes about the French like you have like you. Well, you've never met a Frenchman. Like, I mean, what do you <laughs> like hypothetically, yeah. like hypothetically, let's say that you have a job at a place and you hear a conversation happening about that new show that common help co-create called the shy and uh whatever oh, I, yeah. think it, I think it's on or, showtime yeah it's on showtime and then the wire that used to come on hbo let's yeah. say hypothetically that you overhear some co-workers having a conversation about these shows and out of nowhere another co-worker comes in and says hey is it true that the reason that there's so many murders in the black community is because black men grow up without fathers and your jaw just hits the floor because you're like, holy shit, this man actually just asked that question in real life and not just on the internet in a mixed setting. And I barely know this man. That's incredible. It's 2019. Holy shit. This man just asked this question. Am I going to respond to this or am I just going to put my hoodie up and go back to work? Hypothetically. I would respond to that in so many different ways, but the first and foremost being that it's men killing other men statistically and white men killing other white men. Um, <laughs> black men killing black men is not the largest statistic. Like last time I checked, unless there's a new one out there. Um, and, but I mean, there's like a million better ways to engage in that conversation. Oh, there's, know? I know, but I, I like my first and foremost move would be to dissect it. Yeah. And tear it apart and, you know, but then at the, at the same time, like, that's me right now knowing this, you know, you proposed this pre this this hypothetical situation mm. to me recently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I thought about it at the time. And at first I was like, well, I want to attack you like a cheetah. But <laughs> but the second one is to logically break it all down. Right. Right. Um, and that's that's what. uh hypothetically, I would have done in a situation as well. I would have walked away. 
uh, after following a good friend's advice. Yeah, I and, hypothetically would have advised you to just go for a <laughs> go for a long walk off a short bridge. Yeah, yeah. I'm just done with this narrative. So I went for a walk and I had to shake it off and it fucking sucked because it's like I was already having a rotten day. And then just to hear this man with a straight face and just like, you know, but the no, fucking real like But do you have an smile. answer to the question, Matt? Do you? Do you? <laughs> Can you explain? <laughs> the answer to the question would have gotten people me fired. to me. Could, <laughs> did he get fired? Is, no, no. no. I'm oh, saying that okay. that would have been my answer. The hypothetical person get fired. I'm sorry. Yeah, Continue. No. I had a years ago. Um, I had a coworker uh, that basically used a racial slur uh, to describe the way that she fixed something. Was a it honky? Slur, I had never heard this term before, and I'm not going to repeat it here, but man, I was like, my socks were knocked off. I'm like, I thought you would have had enough sense not to say that word, let alone in front of me. Like, I know you're from a different time and shit. I just say the word just because I want to know what it is, but I'm not, no, it's okay. I'm not going to peer pressure you into. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just bullshit. It's but, a, you know what the the funny thing is I probably don't even know what it means or what yeah. it is I probably like, never even heard it. This this person was already a problematic uh, coworker. Yeah. And then you know I would go to because you know there's some coworkers that you just you know you stick up for because of uh, loyalty or whatever and you just want them to do. They better. like Star Wars too, man. They must yeah. be cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they must be cool, right? Yeah. And then but in this in this scenario it was like. She was fucking up so bad, and I was, like, sticking my neck out for her. But after I heard that, I was like, well, you done lost one. I'm sorry. We're done here. Did she get fired? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, within a week. For that specific reason. And not because because I did anything, but because of my inaction. I just stepped back. Like, okay, you've you've lost an ally. I'm out. Mm, Yeah. That's that's nice. That's a nice... Yeah. Way for it to end. That's a little bit of the Cersei drinking wine, watching the <laughs> shit unfold. Not. It's like I'm not doing anything right now. I'm just drinking wine and watching an explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's a sweet one. Um, I didn't get any yeah, satisfaction. I got a kid suspended like... once. Yeah. For oh. Something similar. Okay. Yeah, he yelled Jew. Mm. Uh. In a derogatory way. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> like it's it's so bad that like Get, I, I don't was like. Are you serious? Like, I like don't are you su- not going to do anything to the teacher that's right there? It was in the class. It was in class. It wasn't in the hallway. I was giving a presentation on Spielberg and talking about how because like Spiel, when Spielberg went to school, he had pennies thrown at him and stuff like yeah. like that old school anti-Semitism that's like so fucked up. And oh, this man. kid was like. Jew, like you know, like that that type of thing, and the the teacher's sitting right there, and like I just stood there for a second in silence, and then I turned That's to him, and I was like, "Are you going to do anything? Like seriously, are you going to do anything about this?" <laughs> Which, looking back, I'm like, "Oh damn, okay, I was 15, but whatever." <laughs> yeah, um, balls. <laughs> yeah, no, but like he, I was like, "Are you going to do?" Any-? And he's like, "Yeah, go." And like the kid got like suspended for the day or whatever for it. Uh-huh. I'm like, "This is you can't just be like." Now I look back and I'm like, "You were probably anti-Semitic as fuck," like <laughs> because you were just like, I am, "No, it's okay. Don't you can say whatever you want about Jews, but you know, 
it wasn't until I called it out and he had that that split second of like, oh, I could get in huge trouble for this. For right. Not, not right. He was like different. hoping and praying that he wouldn't have to do anything because it meant more paperwork for him. Yeah. And it was just like fucking yeah. anti-Semitism by laziness. And that's that almost same, a, that same kid. That's just uh, like, fucked up. That same kid three years later, you know, my senior year, I'm walking. I walk out the hallway. Yeah. And I literally walk out in a puff of smoke just like flies in my face. He was smoking some sort of synthetic um, weed or something, and uh-huh. I'm already sensitive to smoke. And it got into my lungs, and it fucked me up for the day. Like Damn. it was, I, I was like, "Oh, you're a real winner. Like you're gonna turn out great." So he's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for like the, you know, how at the end of those '80s movies where they would like just show. You know, such and such went on to be the manager I, of the Piggly Wiggly. I think, <laughs> I think I hope you became a better person, but if not, I don't give a shit about you, and you don't give a shit about me, and that's okay. You know what? That's just fine. I'm fine with that. But yeah, no. Sometimes you have to call that stuff out. Sometimes you have to walk away from it. It's it's such a tough situation that 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 coworker, theoretical coworker should have never put anyone in, let alone a person of color. Um, but I'm assuming there, in this theoretical situation, there were other white coworkers around. Oh, there were. There were. And, and those, and they should have done something. They, they engaged. You know, it was well-meaning what the other coworkers tried to do. Okay. But I, I, I know these guys. You know, I know them, known them for years. Great. I, for the most part, I have some real stand-up people that I work with. I can right. say that honestly. Well, it's not. It's not. You're not necessarily bashing people, no. but there's a no. certain way that you need to handle something like that. Right. Um, right. And that's right. just on. That's just on white people. Like that's where I. That's where I stand with it now. Where I'm like, you. You handle your shit. Like, like you deal with it because they're your problem. They're not a person of color's problem to deal with. Um, because I they're mean, not going to listen to a person of color. Uh, one of, one of my favorite people that I work with, and I've interviewed him. On, I actually interviewed him for Cassidy a couple years ago, uh, George Martin. He does a lot of work with the Night Ministry, which helps. Um, specifically, they, they have a place called The Crib that helps LGBT youth, LGBTQ youth, um, you know, have a place to stay. Oh my God. You know, when thank they're on the you. streets, thank you know, you. if you're listening, thank you. He, he is absolutely seriously. not listening, but I will pass that on. No, seriously. Thank you yeah. for everything that you do. That is amazing. Night ministry is great. And yes. your name is misleading because ministry makes it seem like they have something to do with the church or something like that. But no, yeah. they're just, now, a, a if I profit. find out that you're doing conversion therapy, then I'm going to hunt you down <laughs> like an animal. Oh. But, oh no, absolutely not. No, 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 no. but he's, no, he's, no, no, no. he's a real great. open-minded dude. And he's, you know, he's an older guy and to find somebody who as an older guy later on in his life is finding himself to be more accepting and more open to certain lifestyles that, Beautiful. you know, weren't as prevalent openly, uh, in his youth as they are now. Um, I love that about him. He's yeah. a giving person. He's always trying to raise funds for different causes. Every time I've ever done a fundraiser for like core demo or anything, he's mm-hmm. always been the first to step up. And so he was involved in this conversation. Um, and he was trying to 
act as, you know, kind of like a mediator in a way, just like accepting the BS that this white dude was, was spewing, but then trying to like spit it back. Well, Hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about it this way? That sort of thing. You know, I've, I've, I've heard many people in the nerd community refer to that as having enough spoons to deal with something. They're just having the patience to deal with something. And he rarely runs out of spoons because he sees so much BS. He's, he's also worked on their, um, um, what is it called? The, uh, the clinic, like they have a bus clinic on wheels. I don't know what the official term is for it. I, I'm drawing a blank, but, um, I know what you're talking about too, but yeah, I can't, I can't just going, uh, street medicine. Yeah. Right. So, and that, that has negative connotations now, but, um, no, just like going and, and making sure people have, you know, what they need, whether it be like, you know, sanitary, napkins for the ladies and band-aids and all kind of other stuff you know what year um, is it yeah. <laughs> sanitary napkins i pulled that out of like fucking 1942 yeah um yeah but he's just he's in these streets literally like he's giving tents to people that don't have roofs over their heads I, so, okay so i understand yeah. that and i and i'm not i'm not denouncing this person Overall, but I, I, at the very least, actually, probably first and foremost, should have gone to HR about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's the part where I'm like, even if you don't confront it in that moment, you need to do something about it. That's not acceptable. That person needs to be reprimanded in some way. The guy that did it, it's like I, because we have such a large company now that's changed recently. Like, I don't know him at all. I don't go to these outies and stuff because I'm always on my hustle. I'm always working on something after work. So I never get to go out for drinks and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know him. And so it's like in my mind, part of me wanted to deny this part of me wanted to be like, no, you heard that wrong. The same way I wanted to deny the fact that I didn't like episode one the first time I saw it. No, but that's not, that's not true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just part of me is like, but you this don't have is a to gaslight yourself like that. Like, that's a grown He's man an, that, that said something that was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I never have that issue with anybody else. The people that I've worked with for over a decade, love them. No problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just blew me. It blew me. I'm like, how the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you come out of pocket like that? Anyway, yeah. I mean, it, it was just the whole thing. Yeah. I, I just think that, you know, my theoretical recommendation would have been uh, that HR should be dealing with that, um, not any individual. Yeah, and that's where that's where I kind of like, like... Why else do they exist? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. You know, well, to remind you to, you know, pay your insurance and all that shit. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah like, I... I thought about that and i'm like i don't feel like it. <laughs> you know what i mean like no, i'm because, not saying you need to i'm yeah. saying so at the time oh one of the theoretical other situation the that theoretical was situation one yeah. of the things that i said would have been an option yes yeah. in rolling that dice that die but yeah yeah now the onus is on the people the other people Involved. I see see what you mean. In theory. Yeah. I totally get you. I just, you know, I was hot. They're not going to. That's the thing. They're not. They're not. not Because white people don't want to challenge other white people on this. This is is the thing. They don't. 
they don't like this. They, this is this is where the whole like we're not going to talk politics or religion at dinner. We will talk mm-hmm. religion if we're going to indoctrinate you to whatever we believe. But we're not going to talk politics. We're not going to do this <laughs> and that. And I'm like, <laughs> bullshit. Politics <laughs> is life. The personal is political. This is this is our this is life. You can't you can take a break from this, but you can't turn your back on this. Yeah, and I that, feel like that's um, the difference. Like, there's a difference between talking about politics and talking about politicians. You know, when you talk about policy and you talk about yeah. things that you want to see change and how you think the world should be, when you share ideas with other people, that's wonderful. Yeah. But when you start basically rooting for a team, like it's a sport, that's where you get fucked up. That's how it is now, though, and it's it's oh, absolutely. But it's yeah, the, the people. I, I don't think people understand how personal political things are. Right. And that really bothers me, particularly in older generations, where I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you – where have you been? Like, like I understand the, an 18-year-old not understanding that, like not getting that yet because yeah. they're still figuring everything out. Yeah. But like – And I mean the advertising is very appealing. I understand. You know, from from both aspects or from from various aspects. I understand the advertising is very appealing because you want to be on the winning team. It's yeah, human I nature. Yeah, I mean, the, those Nazi uniforms, those were Hugo Boss. They're sharp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sharp. They, they like, were a little it. too sharp. Like, I get it, but, like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it, man. Back um, to, like, man, maybe we shouldn't register people. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Like maybe not, but like at the same time, those those Hugo Boss uniforms, goddamn. I mean, it's a you know, the fucking nanotech, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nanotech Hugo Boss uniforms. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hugo no. Weaving looked good. Hugo, in that Hugo Weaving. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> With that Hugo Boss, he was a Hugo Boss, wasn't he? Yep. Anyway, <laughs> it's got really weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else we got on the schedule today? Uh, do you want to you want to introduce our we want to do a new segment? Oh, absolutely, I do. Uh, if you'll give me one second, I'll be right back. Later, you're going to listen to this recording. The explosion is underneath your chair. The device is going to go off soon. May God have mercy on our souls. Boom. During this break, I would like everyone to know that you need to vaccinate your kids. Lex and Matt. We believe in vaccinating your fucking children. Vaccinate your kids, people. Seriously, why are you not vaccinating your children? What is wrong with you? I keep reading this and I'm like, measles are back. 2000 was the last time we had a measles outbreak. What is wrong with you guys? Stop. Get your your child, your little child named Apple or Crouton or whatever you name them and vaccinate them. Do it yesterday, but do it today. Seriously. Vaccinate your kids. Get your vaccines updated. 
It's not just for you. It's for immunocompromised people. It's for all kinds of people. Vaccinate your fucking kids. People get on my nerves. I have no clue if that recorded, but if it did, Matt, you're welcome. For my vaccination rant. Okay, we're back. And we're back. Yeah, so now on the screen, there are men on World of Dance coming out looking like Iron Fist. Moving on. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I mean, they're, they're South Korean, but yeah, it's interesting. No. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. We're introducing yes. a new segment on the show. And it's cool things we get to talk about. Weird things. It's called the Wall weird. of Weird. Taking yeah. that from Smallville. Yeah. So we're <laughs> going to try to do this every week as long as there are stories. And I'm sure there will be. And if we don't find them, you guys can find them. So it's weird stories in the news. Weird things that are happening. Um. So I had two of them that I found this week. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Or one of them was from last week. April 17th was when the article yeah. was. But it, so, it falls under our, our newly minted Wall of right, Weird umbrella. Right, right. And I brought this up with you, Matt, and you hadn't heard this, which was shocking to me. Because I said, <laughs> I was like, dead pick, pick brains. I made that as a random, which, like, to me, I'm like, everyone knows this. Because I'm I'm a fucking weirdo that, like, <laughs> knows this. And and listens to, like, last podcast on the left and stuff. And, you know, you were like, you know, what? And then and then I sent you the article, and you were like, we need to have a segment called Wall of Weird. <laughs> okay, so the first article is that science scientists have restored um, the brains of dead pigs. So uh, the brains of dead pigs have been somewhat revived by scientists hours after they were killed in a slaughterhouse. Hmm. Um, so this is how the zombie apocalypse starts, guys. Um, <laughs> now I, my first question when I was reading about this was, okay, why? That's the question I always have when it's like these things where I'm like, this seems like it might not be a good idea morally. Like this might be violating some things <laughs> that we shouldn't be doing. Right. So they're trying to treat brain diseases like, and so like Alzheimer's and dementia and stuff like that. They're, they're basically trying to heal and fix the brain. I don't think it's going to work that way. But That's how these always start out. They always start out well-meaning. But yeah. I think we're kind of bearing the lead here. So That's how guys, the apes took over. We're talking about brains of dead pigs have been yeah. revived somewhat by scientists Hours after the animals were killed in a slaughterhouse. Now, this is coming from NPR.org. This isn't just some fly-by-night yeah, science journal or something like that. No. This is national public radio. Yeah. People that so, we trust to tell us stories like, wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah. Yes. They're the telling us about... The, yes. So the scientists <laughs> constantly monitor the pig's brain electrical activity. Mm. Um so they they use like it says if they had seen any evidence that signals associated with consciousness had emerged they used anesthesia and cooling to shut that down immediately. Um, 
It says, and, the, and this is a quote, and the reason that they did that, they didn't uh, want to do as an experiment was that it raises ethical questions as very uh, much so that would be raised if consci- raised if consciousness were being evoked in the brain. Um, so they put a special solution pumped into the brains, including anti-seizure drug, lemotrigine, hmm. um, which is known to block or dampen neural activity. Uh, so yeah, so they, they basically brought it back to life, but the, they weren't aware, like they reduced the consciousness or they, they didn't allow consciousness. I don't, I don't think we understand consciousness on that level. To, to be like, no, 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 they're good. Like, people act like animals don't have, <laughs> like, consciousness and souls and stuff like that. And I'm like, um, bullshit. Look at, like, look at these animals and you'll see, like, go look at your sweet cat or dog or whatever. And you're like, they have a fucking soul, man. Like, yeah. what the fuck? It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to draw that distinction. And, you know, so, Situations like this make me understand a little bit better why people can turn to veganism and become oh, yeah. vegetarians. It's like, man, no, don't do that to babe. Come on. We don't need babe zombies. I would be, but I'm, I still am skeptical of how you can have a healthy, well rounded diet. That's mm. the part that I'm still skeptical about. Well, I mean, you know what's amazing? They're they're doing incredible things now with these impossible burgers. Like, yeah. not only do they taste a lot like actual meat, but they sell them at actual restaurants. Yes. You know, main like the main chain thing restaurants. That I run into is seafood and chicken. I actually don't eat a lot of red meat. Um, okay. I'm not a big red meat person. I'm more of mm-hmm. a like I eat seafood and chicken and stuff like that. But so yeah, like there's definitely substitutes, but yeah. So apparently one of the big concerns right now with this is the potential ethical questions raised by this research reign from how to protect the animal's welfare. But this is also um, it's how it might affect organ donation from people declared brain dead. So now they're thinking that people will continue to cling to their loved ones coming back from being brain dead because of this. Hmm. Um, going forward, which if they can, I, I understand. But like, is this going to plant the idea in someone's mind that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's all very scary to me. <laughs> it's very scary to me too because this yeah. stuff goes so wrong. And I'm yeah, not. Really I, I'm usually like people are crazy with like their. They're like, it's the zombie apocalypse. Like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. But this is literally this one, waking this up people. This is not yeah. not a good idea in my. This mind. is the closest we've gotten. This is this is some crazy shit that we really shouldn't challenge here. Um, the second one I is mean, funnier. <laughs> good, <laughs> but I just want to close out with this little bit. It's impossible to put the genie back in the bottle once you figure stuff I like know. this out. That's the part that really freaks me out. All that's left to do is decide the ethical. Uh, measures behind it after that. Don't worry, because... humans will always be ethical. Oh, sure. <laughs> Are we the baddies? Like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah we're only point one or point oh one of the Earth's... Uh, yeah. You know. Okay, yeah. so this next yeah, one okay. comes from the Beaverton, which 
the probably means yeah. it's a satire website, but it's still <laughs> even if it's satire, guys, this is so funny. It's from 2017, but it's okay. so good that I was like, I need to share this. It's called Autocorrect Nightmare. Canada is one step closer to the accidental legalization of cannibalism <laughs> after the House of Commons passed a typo-ridden Bill C-45, formerly known as the Cannabis Act. I love it. Uh, so the they auto-corrected cannabis to cannibalism. <laughs> and it says it crept its way onto the House bill uh, in the second and third – somehow in the second and third reading – um, so, <laughs> um, it's, so they're, they have to, go, they have to go back and fix it. It, it. Basically, this article was saying that they'd have to go back and fix it. And because it's a typo and everything, it would take it all the way through the house. And like, they have to go back through everything because you change this one thing. I just, it's so dumb. I love it. <laughs> I love this segment. I love Wall of Weird now. This is a yeah. new favorite segment. It's my jam. I had I had something to add to it today. I sent you something. I can't remember what it was now. Oh, it was about that can of... Okay, it was about the bomb threat that happened on State Street here in Chicago yesterday. Mm, so no, I near, didn't hear about that. I can, I can basically just tell you the story verbatim. Go for it. Because we were laughing about it at work today. You know, the non-assholes. Um, so basically... On State Street, uh, they shut down traffic for a while due to a bomb scare. Now, the reason that this happened was because uh, somebody saw a strange object in the middle of the street um, near DePaul University. Uh, and it turned out that it was simply a can of Chef Boyardee beefaroni <laughs> attached to some wheels uh, as somebody's final project <laughs> that oh, had gotten away cool. from them. <laughs> It was a school project. Now, one, I think it's hilarious. Like, specifically, it was Chef Boyardee because somebody tweeted, you know, photo of the suspect that is straight up the chef. <laughs> and secondly, that at DePaul University, somebody's final college product project can be a can of beefaroni on some skate I hope wheels. this kid failed for so many reasons. Oh, shit. Like, I hope he got an A. I hope it was like, oh, you know, some type of perpetual motion oh machine God. and it got all the way down the street around the corner and no one knew what happened to this, it this, until this it ended up on the news. This, I just saw this this like thing, this meme that was floating around that was like this girl wrote a film review and the teacher was like, write a film review about a movie and she she picked fight club and she just wrote you can't talk about fight club and that was it that was her paper and the teacher was like okay i'm giving you an a but you can't do this with other professors and so that's what it makes me think of where you're like okay all right you put chef boyardee can on the wheels okay look i'm gonna give you an a but don't think you can pull this shit with other professors <laughs> not happening man that's dope I just, yeah, I don't know how that happened. Today, the street basically blew up um, because we had a lot of rain and there was some flooding. And apparently, uh, a section of Jefferson Avenue swelled up to such an extent that the ground cracked underneath this man that was standing on the street. And he just fucking skedaddled out of there. That oh looked pretty God. fucking weird. Like What's funny is character. that, yeah, yesterday we had a bomb scare and today the street exploded. Two unrelated incidents. That you know Chicago, y'all. Yeah, right. You know of. Chicago, everybody. You're going to be in Chicago, like, next week. Isn't that weird? That Isn't is that strange. 
to think that of. very weird. We're going to be in the same place. This is the first time we're going to be in the same location since we started this podcast. That's true. Yes. <laughs> it's a thing. It's kind of great. So, yes. And tickets are on sale for that, guys. So tickets are on sale for, this, for the entire Chicago Nerd Comedy Festival. I keep forgetting neglecting, I should say, to talk about some of the other amazing things that are happening besides our live show. So, of course, we're kicking off the whole thing on that Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Come through, grab a drink, sit down, laugh, go home, sleep it off. Um, there's also Locked in the Vacancy. Our good friends over at Locked in the Vacancy, it's a, it's a radio show done in the old-timey ways with the foley and the piano and all that good stuff. It's what? got the storylines. Why am I not on this radio well, I got to tell you, it's because you're one of those dizzy dames over there. You know, oh. you're getting yourself all worked up, I tell you. Hi, oh, pants. Fast oh. talking. <laughs> that's how it is in the Great War. I can't do anything about it. And that's why I'm not part of Locked in the Vacancy. <laughs> but, you know, I digress. Um, there's I a lot of stuff it, going it's on. <laughs> they have branded drinks all weekend long. We're going to have um, Kevin Fair of I Play Games on Friday night bringing in some kick-ass video games for us to play. Um, we're going to have karaoke Saturday night. So if you feel like embarrassing yourself, uh, you know, get properly lubricated with the alcohol once again. And come and listen to me sing awfully. Probably Queen. Probably going to be Queen. Um, you yeah. picked the hardest one? <laughs> Why? Why? Why does that constitute as the hardest one? Because Freddie, nobody, nobody can top Freddie Mercury's voice. Oh, absolutely not. Then why but, do you pick that one? Because it's fun. It's fun to try. Okay. <laughs> no one sings karaoke to be good. Hopefully not. You sing yeah, karaoke no, because it's those fun. Those are scary people. You don't want to deal yeah. with those people. Right. When you get all into it, when you bring your own microphone and stuff Ooh. like that, that's some like hardcore karaokeing. That's not my jam. I just come to have a good time, pop, probably go horse. And since it's at the end of the festival, it's for the best. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got improv. We've got burlesque. We've got a little bit of stand up. We got a little bit of everything for you. Yeah. It's I talked be fun. about. Patty Vasquez and Elliot Serrano earlier, they're doing their show again, and everybody loves their show because they're a lot of fun. We've got some other podcasts, our friends over at You Simply Must. I say they're our friends, but we've never met them before, but they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm agreeing. I've yeah. never no, the met whole, them, but cool. The whole premise of their podcast is every episode, um, one of them introduces the other to uh, something that they've never done before. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's like you simply must try this, and oh, they do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, that's a it's, cool it's, I like that. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, Landry, the uh, the girl on the show, has a really entertaining voice. You have to hear it. She is hilarious. I mean, I like that idea, so I'll look into it. Yeah. Sorry, so. yawning up tired. <laughs> it's not. It's not. That was not sarcasm. But that's why I had to say I'm yawning because it sounded like I'm like mm, I don't give a shit. No, no, that was not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Tickets are on sale for that now. Um, you cover, get all the information at lexamatpod.com. Yeah. Yep, it should be the first little link on there on that linky Bam. tree. Right there. Uh, quick graphic novel challenge. 
Graphic novel what challenge. You, what are you doing next? This this week? Um I I just got done reading Batman Beyond, the first volume of that. Okay. And I I enjoyed that a lot by Dan Jurgens, who wrote The Death of Superman way, 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 way back in the day, and lots of comics since then. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna read the second volume this week because I'm lazy and I feel like picking something yeah, like unique. I haven't I haven't finished two volume two, but like it'll be like two volume three. <laughs> Like, like that's, what, that's what it's going to be. Just go with the flow, baby. Yeah. yeah. yeah All right. You can go so, to Third Coast Comics, ten percent off. Our that's our right. Picks. Check you out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything yeah. mentioned on the show? That's right. Um. Yeah. So I'm going Beyonder next week with Batman Beyond, and you're going Chewier, I guess. Chewier. That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> it's actually called Chewier. I don't know ah, if you're aware of this. I, I see. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a mystery that I've been chewing on huh, for the past few weeks, which is we have some wonderful listeners, uh, most of which are from Chicago and from Florida, of course. Um, but we've got listeners uh, clocking in from all over the world. And specifically... It seems like we have a large group of listeners from Norway. Yeah, that's very specific. I dig it. Yeah, I'm totally all about that. Like, yeah, that you thank you. Yeah, yeah you, you're, you're just like, you know what? No, no. Bemo's thanking you as well, apparently. Um, yeah, it's all about <laughs> pet talk tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Something's in the air, man, I tell you. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. So, yeah, no, I don't know. Thank you, Norwegians, for checking us out. I appreciate it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, we'll we'll try to continue doing what we're doing because apparently you guys like it. So, you know, we don't want to pander. We don't want to throw off our our own groove here. But you know, thank you for listening. That's all we'll say. Yeah, and if we get enough listeners in Norway, we'll do a show in Norway. I don't give a shit. <laughs> in Norway. Look, look. If we get invited to Norway, tell your friends. We gonna go to Norway. Tell your Norwegian friends. Come on. That's right. Rate and subscribe, Norwegians. Give us some love, baby. Everyone do that. Everyone do that. Look, 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 guys. Kara's out there beating you. (laughs) All of you. Kara's recruiting people left and right. Come on. Maybe, maybe that's what did. Did Kara go to Norway recently? Did she spread the? Kara, did you go to Norway? (laughs) What are you doing, Kara? Come on. It was either Kara or, or our friend Teresa. Maybe she did. I don't Teresa, know. Teresa, what are you doing thank in you. Norway? Thank you for going to Norway yeah, and, and being our being our homie. Um, all right, so it goes: United States, Norway, New Zealand. We got a couple New Zealanders too. Kiwi. So, yeah, come on. Yeah, come on with it. As far as states go, yeah, it's definitely Illinois. Number one, then Florida. I was going to say, you're going to win because I don't know a lot of people. I don't <laughs> like people. My problem is people already hear my shtick all the time, so they have no incentive to listen to me. Well, they come me. for you, but they stay for me. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. <laughs> but Florida's Florida's picking up, man. For a minute, it was Colorado. Colorado was, like, hot. I think and that's then... where Kara is. Oh, okay. Straight up. Cool. That might be a little... <laughs> I don't... I'm not 100% on that. I don't know. I just remember seeing a while back a, a post, and I think it was Kara, and if it wasn't Kara, sorry, Kara, 
but like of putting <laughs> of putting beer in snow. And I was like, oh shit, that's a good nice. idea. Too bad and I, I live know in a Texas, swamp state. Texas is always going to be on there because Reggie is usually posted up there. My buddy, my world traveler, my my homie, my brother. Um, I know where he's been. Because like <laughs> it'll light up on the map when he tells people about the podcast, basically, and it's kind of cool. Because cool. he's in the armed forces, or you know, he's armed forces ask adjacent. If he's in the armed forces. Yeah, yeah. So he's he served for a long time, and now Thank he's you for like still. Reggie. Yeah, yeah. You know, he 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 he's um he's a night owl like me. So it's basically like we're having a conversation. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, enjoy so, listening to us ramble. I'm sorry, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> but sincerely, thank you, everybody who's listening. We appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you. And thank you for telling other people. And we ask that you continue to do that. Bring it's more showing. adventurers to the, to the adventure. <laughs> to the yeah. <laughs> Join the adventure. Ha ha. It's Ooh. not thrilling, but it's an adventure. We don't want to get sued. Uh, oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, that's a that, thing. Yeah, sure. Right. No, no. Well. So, okay. Let's talk about these fucking racist birds. We don't have to talk about the racist birds. Are you sure? But just, okay. just so you know, Disney's taking the racist birds out of Dumbo because we just <laughs> talked about this. They're take apparently, according to the, the streaming cert, like, like this article... It's from Cracks.com, so take it with a grain of salt. But yeah. they're they're not putting the racist birds part and the song of the South like oh. won't be on the entirety Disney Plus. It's gone. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. So I I'm just like okay. Like on one hand, I'm like that's kind of weird to cut parts out of Dumbo even though it is racist like that is that is a very interesting move if they're going to put Dumbo on there for them not to put it in its entirety in its original version that's that's kind of strange to me this like, could be this could be inaccurate information um, yeah not putting because, that other film up I totally get that but like cutting things out is where I'm like I don't know if I I just wonder if they should just like have a supplementary like put it beforehand like before you start the movie you have to watch it and it's like someone lecturing like it's gonna (laughs) bore a kid but like so did all the commercials before we got into the movies they put those on the vhs and we just dealt with it like would you download a car yeah and the answer is always yeah of course course If, if you i feel like you could make it fun and interesting to have a little just like a little five minute like what you're about to see is from a different time, and here's why it's not right, and here's why I've got I don't the perfect, do this anymore. I've got the perfect example of that being done correctly. Two examples, actually. Mr. The first Rogers. one. Yes. No. The first one is uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi yeah. Goldberg and the She's Looney Tunes. actually mentioned in this article. Oh, cool. I think, okay. I think it was I, obviously either that. Obviously, or I didn't do my homework. No, it's okay. You don't have to read the article. I didn't expect you to read the article, but okay. I, it was either that or it was a comment from someone that, where they said, "Why doesn't Whoopi Goldberg do that for yeah. this?" Yeah. Or right, to bring and her just on. to to give full context for those yeah. that aren't aware, um, 
with the Looney Tunes Golden Collections, where they were re-releasing all of the Looney Tunes over the uh, the years for certain eras, they put the original versions of certain cartoons in there. Mm-hmm. But before you watched them, there would be a screen with text on there stating, "Hey, look, you know, these are animated shorts of the era. This is how they were originally presented. Please understand that you know if they were made in modern day." They wouldn't be like this, and this does yeah. not reflect how Warner Brothers or the creators of Looney Tunes currently feel, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And at the beginning of the DVD set, Whoopi Goldberg came out and kind of talked about it a little bit, too. And that was cool. And it's just kind of funny. It's like um, it's almost like that, that Ja Rule meme with uh, Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why Whoopi? Why all of all people? Why Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> and it's like, why it was, Ja Rule? <laughs> I, I thought it was Whoopi because... She has that whole like she has a whole collection of minstrel stuff like yeah like she specifically yeah. is very knowledgeable about that and she's a personality people recognize and she's a part of at least in this case she be she's a part of the Disney world because yeah. she did voices in Lion King so oh that's true I right. didn't think about that so she's already associated with Disney like she would be perfect for it and as far as Looney Tunes is concerned I, I mean I assume it's just because she's a fan of comedy like she's a fan of you know, I'm sure she loves animation, too. Like, it, it makes sense to me that she would take that on. Um, not that I expect her to go do that again. But if she wanted to, I think that's that's a good idea. Yeah, I um, think so, too. And I also think there's more that we can learn more from that than we can from cutting it out. Yeah, I, I think that in the context oh. of, of of like Dumbo, not necessarily that other the Song of South or whatever. My second example actually leads into my idea of a solution here. My second example is um, the Nintendo Switch parental control video. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen this. No, but no. Every time parental is... control comes up, I'm like, <laughs> I don't have to deal with that. Fuck you. Bye. Yeah, exactly. It seems like dry and fucking boring. And we ain't got no kids. Fuck them. Fuck them. 2019. Fuck them. 2019. That's right. So I feel like, yeah, you don't need to look at it, but... Nintendo's parental control video features Bowser learning yeah. the parental controls to teach to Bowser Jr. And sense. it is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Make it fun. Demo agrees. <laughs> make, make, you know what we really should be doing is making not being a racist fun. <laughs> it is fun, but, you know, they don't see it that way. I mean, I find it quite enjoyable. I yeah. also don't think it's that difficult, but apparently... It is just a task for some people. It's a thing. <laughs> Man, I, I can't imagine being racist and just missing out on some good friendships that I've had over the years. It's it's just, it's better to love. It's just always better to love. It makes no sense to me to have hate in your heart. I don't get it. But <sighs> I, I can't either. understand. I mean, I can't, I, I, I'm, I'm I glad I can't understand. I was literally like, why would you be that? And it's just it's just because, like I was saying earlier, they've never met anyone. That's it. Like, that's the only reason I can possibly think of. Like, you have no, you know, it's like so many people, you know, who haven't been like the majority of Americans or however many Americans who haven't been outside of the country. Me being one of those people, like, mm. I've never been outside of the country. Like, yeah. You know, because I just I could never afford it. Like I, that's not a that's not a privilege that I've ever been able to do. But like that opens you, you opens your mind up a lot. That opens a lot of things up. There are people that have not left their state. You know, like that's as crazy as that sounds. Like that those people exist. They live in their town. 
they, you know, have their families in a town and then they die in that town. And it's changing now because we have to be more um, mobile. We have to go to different places for our jobs now. You don't have an established one job your whole life like you used to a generation yeah. ago. But that was a thing for a really long time. And so people weren't exposed to life outside of theirs. They didn't meet people who weren't like them. It was just, you know, that's, that's, I mean, you know, I, and I say that as someone who's, you know, like my dad has told me stories about that, like how he didn't have those interactions and didn't have that until he left, uh -huh. like left home. I so, love stories like that. I love stories about people that get out of their comfort zone and they react in a positive way. Like they're, they're shown that certain ideas that they had and certain, um, I don't know, just, just stereotypes, basically, mm -hmm. you know, w without the negative connotations attached to it, just certain ways that they perceive the world are a little yeah. bit different than what they thought or very different. And they grow as a person because of that. Instead of raging against it and saying, oh, no, no that's not the way I was raised. It's you know, it's very, like. It's very fascinating to see different people react just based off their personalities. Like, yeah, you know, be really something is. or not accepting or whatever. Um, it, it's. It'd be more fascinating if it wasn't dealing with people's lives. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, it yeah, would be more of an interesting science experiment if it wasn't so important. And that's kind of that's kind of why I was talking about George so much earlier because he has that, um, he has that way about him of engaging people in conversation. Yeah. Um, and coming across as as non threatening. It's very difficult. I can do it sometimes, but not not all the time. Um, yeah. And that is definitely like a superpower. It's easy to fall into that snark, you know, yeah. because we've, as we get older, of course, we've been through hell. We've been through everything. We at least think we've been through everything, but there's always something new that can surprise you. Like when COVID, anyway, I'm, I'm you feel going, like you've I'm been going through in the it opposite all. direction of not, yeah. not having more snark as I get older, having less trying really? to purge my yeah yeah i mean on this okay. podcast i'm trying to be funny i'm trying you know like i'm i'm trying to get the laugh but like when it comes to real life is that sometimes i'm like you're you're i'm getting sick of you like <laughs> like, <laughs> like i don't i don't want to hear from you so yeah. why would anyone else like just stop just be real you know yeah don't how yeah. always have to be that way i guess that's the main thing yeah, and I'm glad. And that's kind of what I was getting at earlier when you were talking about just when you're talking about people growing and that sort of thing. Yeah. But, you know, just overall, as people who are sick of the world's bullshit, you know, uh, we live in this culture where having the, the hot take is the, the first instinct. Ugh, and yeah. yeah, it's it's cool to like to vent with people that you trust. But interacting with the world. You got to know when to turn that off sometimes, too. You you have to read the room, basically. Yeah. You have to figure out what your goal is when you engage people. If you're going to engage someone in a certain way and you want them to come around to your way of thinking, is Snark going to accomplish that? Or and that's is having the, 
that's why like that's why I get frustrated with people that mock like you know the term safe space or or, or things like that because at the end of the day, what they're really saying, and the, this is the most important thing, is may, is think before you say that thing, because what you say does affect other people. There right. are consequences for what, like, you have freedom of speech, but you're not free of consequence. You, yeah. like, you are going to impact someone one way or another with the things that you say. So like, oh, sorry, my dude. Right. Freedom of speech. I forgot. He can call me whatever you name you want yeah, to. I'm so sorry. Go right yeah, ahead. And the government won't come in and take you out for that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what that means. It means that you can say, you know. Knock, knock. Government yeah. here. Yes. Yeah. You called Matt Peters a nerd. Yeah. You're going to jail. No, the KGB that's, waits no. for no one. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I. You know, yeah, you're free of that, but that doesn't mean you're free of everyone being like, you're an asshole. No. Right. Right. It's their prerogative. Yeah. And if you're being an asshole, own that shit, right? Anyway. No, no. <laughs> I don't even like that. I'm done with that. I'm like, no, mm. you really just need to rethink. There, there's nothing cool about being an asshole. Well, no, I'm not saying cool. I'm saying own it as in if you get called out for being an asshole and you really oh. are someone who's trying to get understanding of a situation oh, oh, okay. I got you. or an idea. I thought you were talking about people who are like, I'm just a cool, like, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. No, not those people. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about the oblivious asshole. You know I'm what it is? About it's the... like Bender from, uh, or what's his face? From, uh, from Futurama? Club. No, no, no. Oh. Breakfast oh. Club. I went the other direction. <laughs> the other Bender, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Where he's, he's just like an asshole. He embraces being an asshole. And everyone's like, oh, God, he's cool. And I can fix him. And I'm like, no. No. He's not cool. I don't no. want to deal with that guy. I don't want to know that guy. <laughs> The very nature of his character is he's the unfixable asshole. That's yeah. what he is. Yeah. Like, you know, he needs he needs to go to therapy because some right. cigarettes out on him. Like you you can't don't don't glamorize that. Right. He needs to talk to somebody that's not gonna just respond with, I don't know, man. Hey, I got some pot here. Let's smoke it and dance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. So. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, but to, to clarify the asshole thing, just so I can finish that thought. Yeah. If you're an asshole, you get called out for being an asshole, and you really are trying to get understanding, yeah. take a step back and think about your approach. We've all been all that been, asshole. Yes, I, I was just going to say, we've all been there. Oh, that's, my God. That's, that's what I'm saying by own it. We've all been that asshole. So just take it and be like, you know what? I'm going to shut up, I'm gonna listen, yeah. and I'm going to engage once I feel like I understand a little bit more. Em all. Really embrace being wrong. Guys, yeah. being wrong is awesome. <laughs> I will say this. As a person who never wanted to be wrong, like, and trying to write that, like, situation, I'm like, oh, my God. It's such a relief when I'm wrong because my brain and my anxiety lies to me so much that when I'm wrong, I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't know everything. Fuck you. Like, it's it's a very freeing feeling when you're wrong. Like, mm -hmm. don't don't clam up and be like, oh, my God, no, I'm wrong. I messed up. I'm wrong. I'm no, that's just what makes you a person. And that's cool. That's awesome. You were wrong about something. That's cool. Like, like I, I've just been in that mode lately where I'm like, oh, my God, I was wrong about this thing. Isn't that a relief? 
Like, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that like a part of all of this? Because if I had it all figured out, then what's the point? Like, right. there's no point to any of it. There's no point to life. Yeah. Like, that's the We wouldn't have been talking for an hour and a half now, or however long it's been, if that oh, were the case. Oh, bitch, it's been two hours and 15 minutes. Shit. Okay, it's we need to wrap this up. It's been too goddamn long. <laughs> yeah, so guess what, everybody? You don't have to worry about Game of Thrones or Endgame spoilers, because we are out of time. We weren't even going to spoil it. So. We weren't. We we but. do need to discuss Endgame on a on a spoiler filled episode. Maybe we'll give we'll just give people a little more time. Yeah, maybe, maybe that'll be our maybe. not next week because that's live show. But like maybe that'll be the following week, and then we'll mark it as spoiler. If we if we come out with a full spoiler episode, we will mark it in big bold letters. Well, maybe maybe, and this is just spitballing. We can put the Game of Thrones postseason discussion, the post series discussion. <sighs> As the first incentive for our just oft mentioned Patreon. Yes. Mm. I, I, Full I, spoilers. I struggle. I, I, I'm struggling with the idea of Game of Thrones ending, but okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that'll help me ease through it. <laughs> well, as always, folks, if you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can go to lexandmattpod.com. Check it out. It's got, all, it's got all the links. <laughs> I thought you had more. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was me stepping on your shit. Okay, it's got no, where it's you can good. follow us. <laughs> it's got where you can rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Right, right. Right, right, right. Um, and we love it when you do that, by the way. Thank you so much yeah. for rating, subscribing, sharing with your friends telling your family about it, making them give you weird looks at the Yeah, uh, hacking into table. their accounts. Like, like, <laughs> doing that. I know, I, yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. Look, All if your, if your aunt didn't want you to do that, she wouldn't have made her passcode 1234. Come on. We're not telling you to hack your family's passwords. We're saying that if you've already hacked into it, sign up for our podcast. That's all. How give is it any review. different than when you were in middle school and you took that little pen and you changed that D to a B. How yeah. is it any different? <laughs> How is it any different? It didn't and hurt anyone then, except for you, because you're dumb now. It's okay. We all did it. We're all dumb. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. And uh, as of now, unless someone comes with a different name, we're calling you the Adventurers. So thanks for the listening, adventurers. adventurers. Assemble Adventurers. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Yo. Assemble Adventurers. That might be an episode <laughs> title, my friend. Down to the wire. Yes. All right. Well, oh, thanks for listening, okay. everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted by a giant meatball commercial from Olive Garden. I'm like, that's not fake. That really exists. Oh, my God. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, that's the name of the dish, the Jesus Christ. Uh, oh thanks for listening, God. everybody. <laughs> Be excellent to each other. Yeah. All right. I hate Matt. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>